is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no king, no magistrate, no governing body. This order takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative organization. They right wrongs. They protect the innocent. They safeguard the world. They are known as the Circle. At least, they were. For the Circle has fallen. Those agents that remain are now fugitives. And after barely escaping with their lives, the surviving members continue their ongoing quest to safeguard all of Eberron while seeking to root out the source of their misfortune and rebuild the Circle anew. This is their story. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run an original 5th edition game of Dungeons and Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Sphinx Akasha, and I am joined today by my friends and a guest star, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Kendra Entreri as Ozma, the Rogue Wizard. Yay, Ozma. Yay, Yay. Luke Abinson as Lucius Flag, the Divine Soul Sorcerer. Uh, Riley Brandau as Ash, the druid slash warlock. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb Clark as Jazz Goodsong Jr., the rogue slash artificer slash warlock. Yeah, a couple more slashes before it's over. I'm, I'm just saying it's a lot of slashes. That's some, that's some slashes. <laughs> Making it work. That's right. Uh, we've got Emily Addington as Orla Talion, the Druid Ranger. Woo! Yay! And uh, we are uh, unfortunately not going to be joined by Breezy Rumsey due to scheduling constraints. We may not actually see her uh, until maybe towards the end of the season. Uh, so hopefully, you know, Fingers crossed, knock on wood. We, we get some more breezy, but until then, we, we have to go without. Um, and we're also missing uh, Larry Lundy as Idris Lot, a.k.a. Dekos, the Eldritch Knight tonight. But uh, he'll be back next time, and we will, in the meantime, I will be taking on his now youthful and, I don't know if I'd call him <laughs> debonair or suave at all. He's probably not still. Um, character. <laughs> no, youthful. Full and vigorous. Youthful and ah. vigorous. That's yes. Yes, I agree with that. Wholeheartedly. This is not necessarily. <laughs> he's still edgy. He's still edgy. Yeah, yeah. Uh and our I'd like to welcome our special guest, uh Megan Davidson, uh, who will be playing a character that I will not name yet because uh you're gonna meet her and it's gonna be awesome. So, hello, Megan, and welcome to Agents of the Circle. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Excellent. I'll do my best to not kill you outright. (laughs) (laughs) 
always appreciated. <laughs> he's brutal. He's brutal. I try not to be. Yeah, I kind of do. I am <laughs> I'm not even going to lie about that. I, try I, 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 want, I want things to be challenging. I want you guys, I want to push you guys to greatness. And if one of you may happen to die, uh, to quote Ivan Dragoff, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah. He dies. He dies. So we are back for uh, episode two of season three, which makes this episode 39 of our adventure in Eberron. Um, so those of you listening, if you haven't checked us out yet, the entire first and second seasons are now available for you to listen to on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts, because, you know, they aggregate and they send things to other places. I think you might even be on, like, Last FM and Pandora now. It's weird. I didn't ask for that, but there it is. Um, <laughs> so, you know, check us out. Like, share us with your friends. Tell your friends about us. Uh, subscribe. Leave us comments uh, on our SoundCloud page, on our Facebook page, Ages, Ages of the Circle. Um, uh, you can message us at uh, Circle Agents or at Circle Agents on uh, Twitter. Um, and I think Agents of the Circle on um, on Instagrams as well. We don't have a Tumblr yet, but, you know, who knows? Um, and also, if you like, you know, we'd appreciate some fan art. Fan art's cool. We dig it, <laughs> you know. Um, but, you know, no pressure. No pressure. No pressure. No um, pressure. So... That being said, let's get to, we'll get to rolling some dice and having some fun, guys. Uh, when we last left you all, uh, you were on the run uh, from the Silver Flame. Uh, the church had uh, basically run a coordinated strike against all circle precincts throughout Covert. And as far as you are all aware... Uh, you guys are the only agents left alive. Uh, you were rescued oh. by some of your elder agents, uh, uh, primarily uh, Corinth, uh, the chief, uh, and Shiro, who now uh, lay in the airship that you all are fleeing in, unconscious. Uh, Corinth in a coma, uh, Shiro less so. Um, along with uh, Dez, uh, Shiro's half-orc half girlfriend, uh, a monk and cleric. Uh, the um, goblin and half-goblin Carrera siblings. Uh, and your pilot. Uh, along with... Uh, Idris slash Dacos's, we'll just call him Idris, hell. It's, it'll just be easier that way. Uh, <laughs> Idris's fiance, Clara, uh, our necromancer friend, as well as uh, Nala, Chief Corinth's adopted daughter and Corinth's husband, um, whose name I am suddenly forgetting. I am so sorry. That's terrible of me. Wow. We'll get there. Um, and his <laughs> husband. Uh, you are all heading towards the kingdom of Undair, who is basically as far as the uh, Church of the Silver Flame are concerned, are neutral. They don't give a shit. Um, even though the Thrain, which is the seat of the Silver Flame, is literally right next door. 
So you all have been flying north at, you know, breakneck speed. Uh, you got ambushed last episode uh, by a group of uh, Silver Flame Templars uh, led by a Templar captain by the name of Jody Hearth, who you all fought valiantly and you damn near killed her uh, were it not for the uh, exquisite <laughs> uh, role uh, a persuasion role, or was it persuasion or, or, or intimidation? I don't remember which one. Uh, of Lucius, who talked her down and basically talked her into letting you all go. Uh, for now, it at was least. getting pretty. Yeah. Uh, and you have essentially, you know, made yourself. Uh, now, I don't know if arch nemesis would be the right word, but pretty damn close. <laughs> uh, and she's, you know, basically vowed that this would not be the last time uh, you would see her face. But now you are uh, traveling further north. You are just outside the limits of Brayland and are passing over Lake Galifar uh, with the Eldine Reaches to the west of you and Undair to the east of you. Uh, passing over Lake Galifar, you can see uh, those of you that are still, uh, are, all, are any of you still deck side or have you all gone below decks? Um, <clears throat> I think we went below to rest. I don't remember. That was we were bit. pretty beat up. Yeah, you guys got pretty, uh, pretty hurt during that fight. So, um, yeah. We'll say you guys have gone down below decks to, to get some rest, uh, to recuperate, uh, to get some healing in. Um, Dez has done what she could to get you all to full health, but she still being fairly hurt herself from the battles that took place uh, in Sharn uh, as they were defending the circle and then fleeing was also, you know, drained for all intents and purposes. Uh, your ship, your airship, while having sustained some damage, uh, is still in the air and uh, moving at a, at, a, at a good pace. Uh, you find yourselves about 500 miles to the south of Fairhaven, uh, to the southwest of Fairhaven, the capital of Undyre. And uh, what would you guys like to do uh, while you are kind of in this downtime period and traveling? Hmm. I think that Ozma kind of sensing that we are all very, very weary and it is some very heavy things going on right now. would like to try and cheer up everybody by um, taking her uh, multiple daggers and juggling them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're going for it. All right. Um, hey guys, I know, I know it doesn't seem, things are, things are, 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 are great. Everything is fine. But, uh, but, uh, hey, look what I can do. All right. So, so for that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and have you, 
Uh, let's make a performance roll on that. <laughs> see how we do. You don't want to play that stabbing game on a table where you go in between the fingers really quick? <laughs> yes, we're not doing alien right now. And then grab <laughs> someone else's hand, apologies. put it over yours, and then <laughs> do it. <laughs> Let's see. So that first roll was a 14. You juggled them pretty well. You you have like a slip here or there, but you've managed to catch yourself and you know you you you're doing well and uh people seem to be fairly like oh wow that's neat um <laughs> then you make another uh well you've already made another performance roll so yeah. well you get you get better with time you can tell uh no one seems so, to know that this is something that you've probably have not done in a very long time <laughs> uh, but as you are um as you continue, you get better, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You get back into your old habit and the rhythm and everything. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And people are genuinely like, oh, cool, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and, and stack on another point of inspiration for you. Yeah! For that. <laughs> um, that's the other thing cool. that I failed to mention, uh, I think, to all of you. Um, starting now... I was starting a while ago, but I, I don't think I actually ever said anything about it. Um, I have been stacking your points of inspiration uh, oh. up to seven. Oh. So you, all of you have, as of now, somewhere between like five and seven points of inspiration. Well, let's just, let's just make it an even seven for all of you. Everyone has seven points of inspiration. Given okay. everything you've done and everything you've been through over the last... <laughs> season couple seasons you've and earned rate, it say on the rate at which we've spent them which isn't very much no you guys really don't spend your inspiration um and, go on next time we'll be just uh, we lawrence have i have a question since uh what was that i think sometimes we just forget it's there sometimes yeah that sounds about right <laughs> but uh Lawrence, I have a question. Sure. As a part of, uh, I, I, I've just never had the downtime to make it. Okay. But uh, I'm supposed to build, as part of my artificer, the Battlesmith, I'm supposed to build a, a robot called the Steel Defender. Sure. It's a dog. It's a, it's a, a faithful, yeah. It's like it, the picture looks like a metal dog, like a like robot zero. dog. Just, just say what you want to say. <laughs> no, I uh, can I start building them now? Bigger. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bigger. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, I'd say you can uh, take this downtime while you're on ship to kind of look around and find some pieces that you might. Uh, uh, find useful. Go ahead and make an investigation roll for me. Did it do it? There you go. So 17. You find some 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 fairly decent kind of scrap metal pieces, uh, some joints here and there, uh, a few circuits that haven't been uh, utilized, and a small uh, 
piece of a uh, kind of a crystal shard that looks like it might be magical. You need a bit more time to analyze it to see exa- see exactly what it is. But uh, you find some things that you f- you feel like could be fairly useful in what you want to do. Okay. So, hmm. so that's what uh, Jazz is, I guess, doing right now. He gives Orla a kiss on the cheek, and he says he's going to go do something, and that's what he starts to do. Okay. Um, I have Ash, do, is there anything that you want to do in your downtime? Uh, I guess just, I don't know, ask people how they're, they're feeling about everything, how they're doing. Um, make sure that they're in a shape for the next encounter we, we get into. And you can feel uh, somewhere in, in the deep place you don't talk about, Ash, uh, you can feel your mistress just kind of gently caressing you. Her cold but gentle voice in your, in your mind. There, there, my pet. There, there. I won't let anything happen to you. I've got you. Ash is feeling pretty comfortable. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Lucius, what about you? What are you uh what are you getting into while you are flying and in the down times? As soon as there is even a slip, I am immediately up top. Okay. Checking with everyone, making sure they are okay. And preparing myself for the inevitable. Okay. While you're up there, I'd like you to make a perception check, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, 23 is what I got. 23? Cool. So, while you're up on deck, uh, you are kind of around the same area as the pilot. You're, you're next to him on the, at the wheel. And you see in the distance, it's still a long ways away. But you see this orb, uh, or what looks like an orb from a distance. Bright, kind of bluish-whitish orb. And Occasionally, you might see a flash of what appears to be like a silver streak sailing towards the orb and then smashing itself against it. The orb will get brighter for a moment and then it'll fade. Uh, As you get closer, uh, your, I'd say, uh, you being of Undyarian stock, of good Undyarian stock, uh, and you know, being schooled in the uh, in the college, you recognize that sphere fairly quickly. Uh, you know that it is that sphere is the city of Fairhaven in defense mode. 
but the entire city has now <laughs> levitated off of the ground in a protective sphere of magic. And from the east is where that light is traveling and striking against the, the sphere. You can basically surmise that Thrain is trying to launch a magical attack against the city of Fairhaven. So it's city to city combat. <laughs> you haven't seen That's anything tied. coming That's from tied. Fairhaven yet, uh, outside of the you know occasional flash of light from whenever Thrain's silver fire hits the sphere. <laughs> I fear we may have. more on our hands than merely the attack against my homeland. The captain, or the pilot rather, kind of, you, you see this almost like look of shock and fear on his face as he sees exactly what you're seeing. And he's just shaking his head. Oh, in all my years, I never thought I'd see us going to war a second time, but I have no doubt in my mind that this may just be what we're seeing. Well, in all my years, I never thought we'd go to war in the first time, and now it seems equally pointless. I but here we are. I love And I'll try and wake everyone else up. All right, so you're heading back down below decks? Yeah. All right. So as you come down the stairs and get below deck, Triss is kind of hanging out with smaller Carrera, mini Carrera. And you can see that Carrera is absolutely shaken like he has never been through anything like this before uh he keeps you know looking back from tris to uh corinth and then to shiro and to his sister who is keeping herself busy just kind of tinkering trying to like obviously trying to keep her mind off of what's happened and and trying to find some way to move forward uh Des is asleep uh, in a cot, a makeshift kind of cot directly next to where Shiro's laying. Uh, Her arms are kind of linked around his good arm. And uh, she's, her sleep is not peaceful. It's very restless. Uh, But she is managing to get some form of rest uh, in that regard. Um, Corinth uh, is still laying maybe about 10 or so feet uh, away from Shiro and Nala is sitting next to him and her other adopted father uh, just in meditation but you also notice that one of Corinth's limp hands is sitting in hers in both of hers uh, as she kind of enters that space where she's trying to center herself. 
So as you come downstairs, uh, what do you... Kevin. Kevin is the husband's name. There we go. <laughs> His name is Kevin. Uh, so as you come downstairs, Lucius, what are, you, uh, what are you saying to people? Kevin, wake everyone else up. I will do what I can, but we have trouble. What, what, do, you, what do you... Kevin just kind of looks up. What, what, what do you, what do you Don't mean? Don't ask me. We need everyone awake and topside. Help me or piss off. Kevin kind of gives you a wary and almost irritated eye. And I look back at him and literally give the, no, 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 no. Come on now, Kevin. This is not the time. You can hate me later, but right now we need everyone awake and up top. Kevin arises. If it's for the, for the first time, you notice Kevin is not a small man. <laughs> uh, he is fairly large and muscular, and he kind of gives you a very brief glare. Kevin, I understand that you could beat me physically, and I'm going to say this once you can give me an open fisted slap when this is over if i am wrong but i am telling you on my life and yours we need everyone awake and up top right now kevin moves in your direction slowly it's not a matter of whether you're wrong or not it is a matter of the respect and decorum. We are all in a state right now. We are all very stressed. I understand that. No one understands that more than me right now. However, there is a time and a place for this and kind unfortunately, of... Unfortunately, that time and place is right now or we are all dead. And at that moment, you kind of hear over the intercom, this kind of... Gentlemen, I don't know um, a lot about this particular ship, but uh, there seems to be another voice coming over from this strange-looking crystal that just appeared on my console. So if uh, you all would kindly... Come up to the deck. Um, this is a bit weird. They're, all, they're, they're asking for you. I, I don't recognize the voice or the face that suddenly appeared, but they are asking for you. All of you. Well, all of you that are conscious anyway. Um, if you don't mind, thank you very much. And the console, kind of the, the intercom device goes off. Kevin looks at you, Lucius. We'll settle this later. <laughs> and begins to go up to the top and kind of gather everyone. Yes. Good talk, Kevin. Boy, <laughs> did you certainly prove your side of things. <laughs> I love it. So he gathers the Carreras and 
kind of gently nestles Des Adez as awake as he can. Come, there's something amiss. So you all venture up to deck side. And the pilot is right. There is this orb that has suddenly kind of appeared in the very middle, uh, the very center of the steering wheel of the ship's wheel. It's a very bright blue orb. And from that orb, a light has emitted and has basically created what appears to be like almost a hologram of a woman most of you recognize. A uh, very tall, very um, very beautiful looking tiefling woman who Jazz absolutely recognizes as, um, as his ah. godmother, uh, Lady Valar. Oh. <laughs> and as you all make your way up to the top of the deck, uh, the hologram image kind of turns towards you all. Ah, there you are. Fantastic. So. Hello, Godmother. Ah, hello. I'm very glad to see that you're okay. You kind of went off the grid for a while there. I was very concerned. Oh, yes. I had to rescue my parents for the first time. <laughs> ah, well, probably not for the last if I know them any... <laughs> Well, anyway, there are, um, as you can see, and she points in the direction of uh, Fairhaven and the Orb, which is in fact the city. Um, Thrain is not quite loving us right now. And uh, while they are <laughs> woefully unable to breach our magical defenses, uh, that does not put you in any less danger. Uh, so we are uh, making um, arrangements for you all to join us in a less conspicuous manner. Forgive me, I hate to interject, but do you know how my king is? Oh, yes. She's doing quite well. She is aiding in the preparation of your transport. Actually, she's more or less coordinating. She's the one that sent me, he sent me to message you all today. So, King Ashara is well. Oh, this is good. So, um, I would suggest that you all brace yourselves. Um, I'm going to commandeer your ship for a moment. Um, don't be alarmed. Um, just kind of, you know, find something to hang on to. And at that point... Ash grabs a banister. <laughs> at that point, you see the wings of the airship begin to slowly uh, contract into itself and uh, kind of press itself against the, the sides of the ship. The elemental that is powering the ship is still, move, is still going, and you still see that ring kind of circling the ship, but it is now 
just slowly beginning to dim as you begin to slowly lose elevation. Uh, and Valar kind of looks to all of you, I mean now. <laughs> <laughs> and Jazz gets low, I guess. If there's nothing around. There is a kind of whirring sound that comes from the sides of the ship as several metal uh, beams and rods begin to shoot up uh, from the sides and kind of go over the mastheads and connect in several arcs that then connect together to form kind of a ceiling, which form a dome that covers the entirety of the deck. Um, Jazz, I'd like you to make a... Uh, actually, you know what? No, your passive investigation score will do for this. You've seen, but not seen, you've read about this kind of thing before uh, while you were studying uh, your artificing. Uh, this looks to you very much like an air seal made possible by air elementals. An air ceiling. An air seal. What Almost is, what as is it if doing? basically it is covering the entire top deck of the ship with you all inside of it. I like it's a device for comedy like catching a ship. Is, it's or a is device it that, it's a device for keeping air in and keeping other things out. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, Jazz turns to everyone's like, oh, oh, this is this is very fancy. And I'd like for everyone right now to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh oh. Please all, all of you on the ship. <laughs> to make a deck save. Uh oh. Oh boy. Okay. Oh, there you go, babe. Did you see yours? Babe? Okay. Um. Of all of you. Orla oh. is the only one to keep her feet <laughs> as the ship suddenly takes a nosedive and begins to plummet. Uh, Orla kind of has held herself to the, uh, uh, a, a bit of rope and the rest of you are now just kind of pushed back against you know whatever wall or whatever post you have managed to be near as you all are diving at kind of ridiculous speeds, there is a loud crash and you all kind of jolt forward and back almost as if you've hit something, but you hear splashing and then you hear nothing. And Valar, it's like, all right, good, good. Broken surface. Good, good. All right. Um, as several of my, as, as I've heard several of my men say, dive, dive, dive. 
and you feel kind of the pressure, the air pressure begin to uh, increase within the kind of now makeshift cabin dome of the top deck, but then begins to kind of dissipate just a little bit to kind of give you some, make you a bit more comfortable. Uh, there is another kind of ring now forming around that uh, that orb sitting in the uh, the wheel of the ship that seems to be leveling off your air pressure. And Valal turns to everyone. Is everyone all right? Are you yes. all? Many of you are on the ground. Except, oh, oh, yes, except right. for I'm underground, but uh, it has worked perfectly. Except for that cute little elf girl. Oh no! Oh my! Is that Orla? Oh yes, little Orla. Buddy, this is my love. She is full grown. My oh, it's, goodness! It's so nice to see you again. It is so very. We have some catching up to do. We do. We do. Yes. Yes. Well, good to see you. Um, yes, this is. Probably not the best reunion, but it's it it is one. Um, it could be worse. It could be it could be much worse. Um, so brace yourself. It's going to be a few moments uh, before we reach our destination. But uh, be rest assured that I've got you, um, and uh, in, enjoy the ride, uh, pilot. Uh, you are. I I, I give you. You're, I give you take leave. I bid you take leave, and I will. Uh, I've got this. And you kind of see the image of her kind of blink out, but the orb itself is still glowing, uh, and you can see now that the the wheel of the ship is kind of moving on its own, keeping things stable, keeping things going. Oh, she is controlling it by remote. Mm, this is very fancy. This ship is very good. And Tris kind of looks around every time. I think that things can't get any fucking weirder. <laughs> just, just something. Just, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> or oh, this is simple. Uh, elemental and arcano engineering. Or oh, not simple, not at all. I, I guess you don't know. It is very complex. And Tris kind of like looks at you, kind of raises an eyebrow. Of course, this would be something you would know about. God damn it. <laughs> and she just kind of wanders off to the side and kind of sits against the the uh, the bulkhead. <laughs> right. <laughs> Idris is very curious. I've never been in such a vessel. Um, I would venture... Actually, you know what? Let me check his wisdom real quick. Let's, let's see where his wisdom is. Nope, nope. I'm going to try something. And he attempts a backflip. <laughs> For no other reason except that he is who he is. And he doesn't suck at it. He, he does not do a full-on handless backflip. He does wind up having to use his, his hands to support himself in more of a somersault than a backflip. It's like, oh, well... Maybe the pressure has uh, diminished things just a bit, but very nice. Still got it. And Clara's like, just come and sit, please. Come sit, please, love. Just, <laughs> just, just sit down. Des 
is, you know, very nervously looking about. And Kevin kind of wanders by, pats her on her, her shoulder. Everything will be fine. Des nods. No, I know. I know. I just, this is, this is a lot. Kevin nods. I agree. Uh, Yeah. And he turns towards all of you, gives you a nod, and then wanders back down below decks, presumably to rejoin the chief at his side. Um, as does Nala. The pilot just kind of sits with the rest of you, pulls out a, what looks like a, uh, a nice, nicely made bottle of something, some drink, and just kind of <sighs> pulls the cork off with his teeth, kind of starts to take a swig, looks over at Ozma. Passes her the bottle. It's like, you need this as much as I do, (laughs) I think. And takes the bottle back, takes a swig, and then begins to pass the bottle around to everyone else. I know this might not be the, the best time for this thing, but I think we all could use something to calm our nerves just a mite. Oh, yes. Uh, My nerves need more calming than most. Tris uh, kind of looks at you, Ash, and is like, you've been the calmest one among, among all of us. I don't understand <laughs> how you do it. Ash responds with a toothy grin. Is it on <laughs> the side? <laughs> uh, as it's going around, I... Uh, Offer the pilot uh, a pull from the Ondarian red that I have on me. Okay. The the pilot kind of wow <laughs> and it takes thank you. Awful kind of you. Yeah. Takes, well. takes a pull and then hands it back. Ah, oh, that's good stuff. Haven't had that in a while. So your ride, your ride is, for all intents and purposes, probably the smoothest ride you've had out of this entire experience. Uh, <laughs> it's you know, there's definitely it's a bar, but it's a bar. It's a bar. <laughs> it's a bar. There is the occasional kind of push, or uh, like it's like something that's knocked itself up against you. And, you know, you'll occasionally hear Val, Val come back on the intercom. Don't worry about that. That was just a bit of reef that got in the way. But, oh, nope, that wasn't a reef at all. It looks like an abolith. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, buggery things disguising themselves. All right. As you were. And then, you know, intercom will go back off. She's still staring. After some time passes, uh say maybe about 20, maybe 30 minutes, you feel yourselves beginning to slow, coming to a very, very uh, gradual 
halt as you as you do there is a weird kind of sensation of release and of uh, uplift as uh, Ozma with your knowledge you can feel that the sh- you know for sure for certain that the ship is now rising and is making its way back towards the surface um, once it reaches surface there's definitely you know more sound and you know lots of splashing and the sound of seagulls though muted because you are still under that protective dome uh, and uh, once you arrive or once you stop finally there is a sliding sound to the right side of the ship and you can see that one of the bits of wall has begun to slide upward and another bit of that same wall a bit of wall is sliding down kind of making a uh, an archway kind of a, an arched door and there is now a plank attaching itself to the ship like a ramp and uh after a moment there are footsteps and you see now the actual lady velar walk upon the ship uh her leather uh leather armor kind of tightly uh tightly worn uh and a couple of robes and a hood now covering her horns. She looks at all of you, takes a brief bow. <sighs> Glad to see you all safe and uh, mostly unharmed. Um, <laughs> I understand that we have some unconscious below decks. Yes, this is true. And she looks back uh, behind her, kind of waves uh, forward, and you see a couple of men in, uh, in robes, various uh, priestly, almost clerical robes, kind of wander up. Uh, Valar points to the door to below decks, and they all go through. Uh, Valar walks over to you, Lucius, uh, puts a hand on your shoulder. You've done well. We've got them. We'll make sure that they're okay. Come with me. All of you, come with me. And I, I give the exact same level of bow uh, that she extended to me, but a couple inches beyond that. Excellent. She she makes note of that, and she she gives you a bit of a smile. Uh, so, no doubt you've seen the uh, lovely dome of defense around our fair city. 
Oh yes. Well, how does that work? Is that um, is it water? Is it uh, how are we underwater now? Well, we're not underwater currently. Uh, currently, we are in some caves. Uh, a nice uh, little passage underneath the city of Passage, um, so named for this passage. Oh. And uh, we are going to. Uh, once we have Shiro and your chief, we will then take a much uh, shorter and more expedient route uh, into Fairhaven. But to answer your first question uh, as to the bubble around the now floating city of Fairhaven, um, that is pure arcane energy. Uh, oh. the, uh, the red cloaks have all marshaled well, most of the Red Cloaks have marshaled their powers along with uh, Emrys to, uh, to basically protect the city in what is, for all intents and purposes, pretty impenetrable bubble. Uh, Thrain has decided uh, that we are in cahoots with the Circle, which <laughs> we are. <laughs> but... Uh, they have decided that we are their enemy uh, due to that and have taken to attacking our country. Uh, luckily for us, we have been planning for maybe not just such an occasion, but, you know, we were in war for the last hundred years and we have had to make certain safeguards to protect our people. So it turns to you, Lucius. Uh, do not worry for our citizenry. They're all fine. We've been through much worse than this. Everyone is protected. Uh, those who are not uh, within the city of Fairhaven are within uh, our underground sanctuary cities, uh, kind of writing things out and uh, arming themselves as is right. This is definitely a uh, going to be an interesting situation. Oh, well, that was calming. I'm glad to hear it. Yes, well. And she looks up and sees the uh, the sets of four uh, the the two sets of four clerics now uh, with Shiro on one stretcher and Corinth on the other coming towards the staircase uh, or the ramp rather and walking down as you all walk down the ramp uh, you all notice uh, sitting at the edge of the dock kind of in a Seiza uh, Japanese kneeling position kind of in meditation is a woman you've never seen before and uh, Megan I'm going to go ahead and have you describe her Yay! Okay. Um, <laughs> you see before you a, a rather slight half-elven woman who has sort of a warm, uh, tan-colored skin, thick, wavy hair. Uh, she's very sort of plain-featured, but built uh, with, like, ropey muscle. Um, she wears navy blue linen garb that is probably very well-made, but 
not ostentatious. And she carries a, a quarter staff of hickory and ash that weave together in a, um, in a variation of an infinity symbol uh, along its length. And, and as <laughs> Des, Des comes up and follows uh, the stretches down, she is the first really to react to you. And she, her eyes kind of widen for a moment. My word. Katie? Yes. Oh, and I stand up and I run over and wrap my arms around her in a gentle but respectful hug. She basically bear hugs you. <laughs> like <laughs> She is very ha- happy to see a kind face and you can almost, you can feel some moisture coming from her face onto yours just a little bit. It is so good to see you. When I heard that the other, but the circle were were destroyed and people were killed. I I didn't know what to think, but you're okay. I wasn't I wasn't here when it happened. Um, I was elsewhere. But the devastation of the flame I can't even begin to describe. Does nods as she pulls away. Still holding on to you by your shoulders, and kind of looks into your looks into your face. Yes, I I can relate to that. But yes, I'm you're very glad alive. that you've survived as well. <laughs> For better or worse, I suppose that that's true. I I wish that I could have been there to help. Uh, I don't know that there would have been much more that you could have done than we did. Uh, We were very lucky ourselves that we made it out. Uh, Many of us were not so lucky. But all we can do now is move forward and try to make sense of what's happening. But come, you must tell me what you've been up to. You've grown so much since last time I've seen you. It's, I feel like it's been years. It, it has been. Um, since, since you brought me here, I've been training vigilantly um, or diligently to, to become the force of good that can see through the darkness that I wanted to be. It's hard in a monastery with the focus so much on peace and less on action to find that balance um, and I have been dedicated to restoring the life and liberty of the people who are lost uh, and I was able to make some real impact here and I wouldn't have been able to do that without your guidance so thank you you see does kind of blush a little bit for as much as she with her kind of almost uh, brown, olive, greenish skin tone can. Uh, but she manages a wide smile and she looks at you. It warms my heart to hear you say that. That's all I could ever hope for for you is that you follow your heart and do what you believe to be the right thing. 
And it sounds to me like you've been doing that. So I'm, I'm glad. I am. I truly am. And Valar kind of walks up next to the both of you. As good as this uh, reunion is, uh, ladies, and I know you have a lot to discuss, um, you really should uh, be on the move. Um, while this place is a secret, uh, I do wish to get our men who are injured uh, someplace where we can administer some proper healing to them and uh, get them back up on their feet as quickly as we can. So, if you would all follow me, she walks over to a uh, what appears to normal eyes to be excuse me, to be just a solid uh, stone wall. Uh, she walks over, places her hand along kind of one weird kind of bumpy side of the wall and you see a bit of that wall just shimmer a bit almost incorporeal and she kind of beckons you come on pop up and the clerics they they take no time they just walk right through the wall and it's almost as if they're walking they're ghosts walking through a wall but you know that it's the other way around uh I assume that you all follow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'll do whatever I can to uh, to help heal folks. And try to heal. I know it's better too, but uh, <laughs> it has been a while. I wouldn't worry about that now. Valar just kind of looks over at the both of you. You all are weary and uh, fairly damaged yourselves. Uh, you've done what you could, but let us take care of you from here. Oh, yes. And also, the ship is damaged. And uh, Jazz gives her a list of things he's seen happen in the battle. Okay, and she, you, can, you can see Valar kind of, as you guys are walking, she's nodding and making uh, mental notes of what you're saying, Jazz. Okay, good to know. I will uh, I'll let our best artifices know to... Uh, to get started on the repairs. Uh, it might take a little while, uh, given our current situation, uh, yes, yes. but uh, there, are, there are things that uh, we must uh, do and discuss beforehand. So uh, she leads you down a series of mage-lit corridors. There are these... Um, shut up, Siri. Uh, there are these... <laughs> <laughs> there are these uh, basically dancing lights kind of lining where the ceiling meets the wall as you walk down uh, and approach a massive uh, circular room. Uh, very nondescript for the most part, aside from a metallic circle that has been laid into the floor. Uh, sort of that looks large enough to possibly hold all of you within it. And Valar kind of is ushering you now into the circle. Go on, go ahead and we'll just stand inside and just uh, take a breath, take a deep breath. It's going to get a little weird 
for a split second. Uh, but there'll only be moments, and uh, everything will be fine. And Trist is like weird, more weird, just more weird. <laughs> and she just you know kind of sullenly walks over to the circle and stands there with everyone else. And uh, Idris and Clara follow suit. And uh, as you all kind of gather in front of the circle. Uh, Valar pulls out uh, a small blue orb that looks fairly similar to the blue orb that you saw within the um, in the wheel of the ship. She pulls it open, uh, palm up, uh, orb sitting dead in the center of their hand, and you see her kind of concentrate on it for a moment until it blow it glows just dimly and another familiar face appears over it. And that is, uh, Emrys Malik, the archmage of Undair. And he's, his head is kind of facing the wrong direction at first. And then he turns, ah, there you are, my dear. Uh, is everything okay? Are you all ready? And she nods. Yes, dear. We're, uh, we're all here. We're all ready to go. Uh, whenever you're ready. And Emerus kind of nods a bit. All right, be just a moment. I'll see you soon, my love. And his image blinks out. And I'd like for you all to make an arcana check for me. Okay. All right. So, everyone so, with the exception of Orla, it looks like. Um, I don't see. Hang on. Yeah, I have to redo my D and D Beyond because it's rolling in my other game, but it was okay. an eight. So I don't know anything. I'm All right. pretty excited about colors right now. <laughs> Yay. Yay, colors. Uh, and that's basically what you see. You see the series of colors just kind of uh, almost. Um, oh, man, the word just slipped my mind, but kind of spread along the metal of the circle. And those of you who rolled higher than 10 uh, will know, will, will feel the kind of familiar energy of a teleportation spell being cast. Jazz, with your roll, uh, you somehow, your, your gaze is pulled down and you see this magic circle begin to open beneath your feet and just kind of this, this, this beautiful uh, clockwork of concentric ever revolving magical circles, one within the next uh, just spinning in opposing directions, uh, giving off this almost dim, but beautifully colored light. 
and you are so mesmerized by it that you don't actually feel the weirdness that everyone else does when the light suddenly gets ridiculously bright for a matter of a second or two. And then as the light dies, you find yourself in the familiar space of Emerus's lab. All those plants oh. and everything are all around. And uh, the windows, uh, the floor-to-ceiling windows, are basically just a gorgeous view of the countryside, mostly now below you. <laughs> and the <clears throat> subtle reflections from the, uh, from the force field now around the floating city. Ah, oh, Emerus always has such a beautiful, spotless lab. Nice. Yeah, and Des kind of looks around and is like, well, that is, um, that's something you don't get every day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> There's no I should wonder. hope not. Heaven. Yeah, I'd say, Orla, you are feeling... Uh, go ahead and make a constitution save for me, Orla. <laughs> As you rolled the lowest. <laughs> okay, hold on. Constitution. <laughs> constitution junction, what's that function? <laughs> <laughs> I got eight. Okay. Um, you feel Uh-oh. ridiculously queasy. Oh, no. You are barely able to make it to one of Emerson's floor plants and basically heave into <laughs> the pie. <laughs> that sounds right. And Emerson's. Oh, ah, oh. And he's, uh, I'm so sorry. That is, it affects everyone differently sometimes. Um, and he reaches behind him and grabs kind of a clear uh, vial of uh, this kind of bluish liquid. Uh, when you are, and you are still heaving as this is happening, um, uh-huh. and hands this over to Jazz. When she is done heaving, um, Go ahead and have a drink, that. That should calm us down. <laughs> and Jazz is just rubbing her back. Just like, oh, yes. <laughs> and Malar is like, ooh, oh, the poor thing. Oh, oh my. Yes, that's, it took me a while before I could get used to that as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's disconcerting at the best of times. But, and before she can finish her statement, a young girl with a massive shock of curly brown hair runs into the room as the clerics are trying to haul um, Corinth and Shiro uh, out of it. And she screams, Daddy! And runs directly over to Shiro. You recognize her as Aya, Shiro's daughter. 
Aww. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Is she? Is she going to be okay? Is it going to be all right? What happened? We don't know. Um, I, I would say oh, there are there are plenty of good clerics here. It is in their hands. Does their job? Does takes a moment and walks over to her and kind of kneels in front of her and takes her. Uh, her arms and hers and kind of rubs her arms uh, as she talks to her. It's like there was a battle and your father got hurt, but he's okay. He's unconscious. He's going to live. Uh, the best thing for you to do right now is to try to stay calm and be as strong as you can for him. He's going to need that. Uh, a lot has happened. And uh, I promise that once everything is calmed down, I will explain everything. And you can see Aya just kind of frantically looking between Dez and Shiro and the tea, like crocodile tears just flowing down her face. And she's doing her best to not sob outright as she's listening and doing her best to kind of like steal her own emotions. But she's having a hard time. She's struggling with it. She's a 12 year old girl. And her dad is, you know, bloodied and, you know, without an arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so she's, you know, doing doing her very, very level best to try and stay calm. But you can definitely see she's okay, okay. I, 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 if you say he's going to be all right, then I, 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 I trust you. I trust you, Desi. And you know, Des kind of takes her uh, and kind of push the uh, pulls her against her chest. It's like. I know it's hard to see this. I, I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. And at that point, with Des, uh, with Aya in her arms, uh, you can see them both begin to kind of shudder and weep just a bit. Um, and the clerics come and kind of usher them out. We will. We'll, we'll, we'll it, it's fine. We'll we'll take good care of them. Uh, come with us, and we'll we'll get you situated someplace where you can be nearby. And Des kind of nods and <sighs> takes a deep breath and stands and takes Aya's hand in hers and come on, let's go be strong for your dad. And Aya just kind of. Sits and looks looks back over at Emrys, almost ex- expecting kind of permission. And Emrys like looks at her, almost confused, like, "Yes, of course, yes, go." <clears throat> and I just nods and turns back to Des and kind of like leans against Des for support. And Des kind of puts her arm around her now as they walk out of the door. And. As they all leave, uh, Kevin and Nala leave behind them, following the, the clerics on, with the stretchers. And uh, Valar kind of turns to everyone and, like, okay, so uh, I guess the uh, first question I have for you all is um, what the hell happened? Oh. <sighs> The Silver Flame has launched an attack against the Circle, and it seems to be unanimous among all of the Circles, of, of, among all the Towers. 
They does, won. Does anyone know why they managed to launch this attack? We do not. We were on a special assignment. And yeah, Triss kind of looks over. We were teleported back into Sharn by the Traveler. This is a some rogue god that I know nothing about uh, yes. just kind of blinked us in the middle of this war zone uh, that was Charn and now we have no home and uh, next thing I knew we were on an airship being chased by assholes and yeah that's that, that's what I've got Yes, I don't mean to speak as an authority. I am not. However, I would suggest that zealots within the Silver Thorn got it somehow into their head that the existence of us examining other older gods was somehow an affront to them. These are people of limited, limited imagination and limited understanding of divinity. But I don't say this out of knowledge. I say it only speculation. Emrys kind of nods as he turns back towards you all. Uh, based on my years of experience uh, in, in various dealings with the Silver Flame, that sounds fairly accurate. Um, it is uh, unfortunate that we do not have more detail, which, of course, how could you have more detail? As the young one said, you were kind of dropped in the middle of all of this. It is, uh, it is as we have feared, and is as everyone has said, every instance of the circle throughout the land of Corvier has fallen. As yes. far as we know, you all are the only surviving members. We are the last of the circle. I do not know what more to say to that, aside from I'm glad that you are all alive and that you are made of stern stuff. I won't say sterner, but certainly stern stuff. Oh, this is true. We are the last of this. And you managed to outrun and outwit one of the bands of Templars, which that is a uh, feat in and of itself. So well done, all of you. Is there any sort of beacon we can put up? Are we sure we're the last of the circle? 
Any way to try and contact anyone else? Good idea. The destruction here was incredibly thorough. I would be very surprised if there were more survivors, but I think sending out a beacon would be optimistic. And they already know of our Well, that is sage advice, and potentially it would provide a way for them to find those of us who are left. Would it also notify anyone still following? Well, they know of our existence. She let Mm. us go. Valar stands there, kind of leaning against the wall, and kind of stroking her chin a bit. There may be a way. And she turns to you, Jazz. Do you have your badge on you? I do. May I? And And she she, uh, reaches out her hand. May I? Yes, yes, of course. And so she takes it from you, and she takes a bit of a look at it, and she hands it to her husband. M, M, darling, would you say that there is a uh, rather interesting set of enchantments on the badge, dear? Emrys kind of looks at her confused and then looks at the badge itself and then kind of scrutinizes it for a bit and then looks at it a a bit closer and his face almost brightens after a couple of seconds. My word. There most certainly is. Uh, They are your standard shield shield charms and things of that nature. There also seems to be a bit of a, I wouldn't call it a, uh, a beacon so much as a a tracking spell. Mm. It is hidden a few layers deep within the, uh, the weave, but it is there. I could perhaps reverse engineer this to see if we can locate any other living members of the, of, of the circle. Might take a while, though. And she looks at you, Jazz. Do you mind if I borrow this for a while? It will probably be for a few hours. Oh, no, that's, no, that's wonderful. All right. I will get to work on that then. Uh, see what I can do. Uh, while being as subtle as I can and as careful as I can to protect your whereabouts. Um, Clearly, they know that you are coming here, but I do not know that they know that you are here as of yet. Uh, To all outside eyes, uh, my dear wife made it look like you uh, crashed into the lake. (laughs) (laughs) So... To any prying eyes at that point, you might as well be dead. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I will get started on this. Um, in the meantime, uh, Her Majesty is waiting for you in her, uh, in her own office. Uh, so, dear heart and Velar, just 
kind of straightens up. Don't worry, I know the trail, love. I'll see you soon. Come, everyone. And looks at uh, Orla. Orla, go ahead and make another constitution check for me. Okay, hold on just one second. Okay, so you have finally stopped vomiting into yeah. Emerson's plants. <laughs> and uh, have a sip of this. Excellent. So Jazz Thank hands you. you the vial. Thank you, my love. And uh, Velar <laughs> kind of giggles a bit. Wonderful. Everyone come with me. And it takes you down the hall. Uh, it's not a far walk, maybe a two or three doors down to a much larger kind of office room uh, where Her Majesty sits looking over a rather large, um, almost 3D representation of the map of Covert. Uh, she kind of reaches her hand over the plot of land where Undyear should be and expands her, opens her fist and expands her fingers. And as she does so, you see the map change and shift. And now it is a, for all intents and purposes, uh, on a much smaller scale, thorough representation of the entire kingdom of Undyear, including the floating city of Fairhaven above it. Okay, and she's, you know, you see her kind of mumbling to herself. She's wearing her standard kind of green uh, suit, uh, which is almost uh, military-ish in its make. Uh, Shoulder pauldrons with uh, kind of tassels going down the shoulders, the epaulets. double-breasted, but still kind of like almost form-fitting, or at least as form-fitting as you can see it with her sitting behind this massive desk. And she's kind of pondering over, kind of mumbling to herself in Elvish. And as you all enter, Valar kind of, Your Majesty. And, you know, she... Ashara kind of glances upwards. Oh my. And like suddenly just stands and walks around the table uh, with her arms wide. And like she desperately wants to hug all of you all at once, but remembers her station and her, you know, does her best to keep decorum and gives you all a sweeping bow. Hit. Does my heart a world of good to see that you are all alive and well? It is uh, a very sad and tragic thing that has happened across this country, across this continent. And uh, I do not doubt that it is easy, 
that it, I do not doubt that it is not an easy thing for you all to be dealing with right now. But rest assured, we will do everything within our power to uh, ascertain your safety, ascertain and to uh, not ascertain, sorry, to ensure your safety and to ensure the good health of our brothers who are currently unconscious and not doing so well at the moment. Uh, please, all of you, sit. And as she motions uh, behind you all, a series of chairs kind of raised from the wood in the ground. Uh, beautifully wooden. Shut up, Siri. These <laughs> beautifully wooden chairs. <laughs> it's going to throw my phone over here. Beautifully wooden uh, seats. It looked like they're almost like you can definitely see that they have been morphed in almost a uh, Terminator Two Judgment Day T one thousand morphing of the floor into these objects, uh, <laughs> but like wood. Please have a seat. And she leans against the uh, against the desk behind her with her arms folded. Uh, and you can see, <coughs> and then the last, uh, since you've last seen her, the, uh, the worry that has now become a part of her, uh, her visage. And she looks over all of you. How are you all doing? I mean, I know that things are dire but I want an impression from all of you. How are you all feeling? I could use some bacon, but... <laughs> she cracks a smile. <sighs> I expect nothing less from you, Sir Ash. She looks over at you, Lucius. <sighs> How are you? I know this must be both the... Uh, circumstance of the circle and our own circumstance must be hitting you especially hard right now. Tell me what you are thinking, what you are feeling. Grateful that you are here, my leech. And she and, smiles. And angry beyond measure, but that is my your anger is a valid emotion right now. You have every right to feel angry. I am angry for you. This is not a uh, situation that should have happened, nor will we allow it to continue to happen if were it in our power. As it stands, we are under our own... And she kind of... You can see the the mirth at how ridiculous this is in her face as she gestures to the window our own ridiculous situation as it stands uh, with our neighbors to the east but uh, as I said before I will personally do everything I can to ensure your safety all of you uh, this is beyond distressing yeah. and she Looks over at you, Ozma, and sees you are being uncharacteristically quiet. I expect uh, 
that you are also having some, uh, as the youth are saying these days, feels about the situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, you just uh, not at all scared at all, and um, just focusing on. And as you, out. as you're talking. She is walking over to you and just pulls you into a hug. <laughs> awesome. Starts off as tense and then kind of falls gratefully into that hug. <laughs> and she she begins to rub your back just very almost almost matronly. Just like Whoa. I know. I know. It is uh yes. Fear is definitely something that we are all dealing with in our own way. And she pulls away from you and, you know, holds you by the shoulder, but we cannot let it overtake us. We must overcome it and go beyond it, move past it. It is difficult for all of us, for all of you, I know, given the situation. I overheard you all explaining to Emrys and Val the nature of your emergence into this particular situation. And uh, it, while it stresses me out quite intensely, it does me the world of good to know that you survived and that you are here with me now. And she looks over at you, Jazz, and Orla, who she has not met before, and hello there, young lady. I've, not had the pleasure. Uh, I am Ashara, king of this, 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 this country you see before you, which has been ridiculously under siege now for the last day. <laughs> um, and m- who might you be, beautiful lady? Hi, king. This is Orla. She is my betrothal. It is so nice to meet you. And she, she looks at you, Jazz, but betrothed. But so much, it seems, has happened since the last time I saw you. <laughs> and she walks over to Orla and just gives you a great hug. And I, granted, I do not have the, 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 the relationship with Mr. Goodsong here that, uh, Val and Emrys have, but I consider them family, and as by proxy, I consider him family, and so by proxy, welcome to the family. Well, thank you. And uh, she looks back over at you, Jazz. I imagine that there must be a uh, whirlwind of things going through your mind uh, at this time. Uh, I understand that you spent a considerable time in the Feywild uh, rescuing oh. your parents. Yes, this is true. We we saved them. It was it was it was good fun. It was it was really good fun. And uh, at this point, Idris kind of chuckles. <laughs> good fun. Yes, that's exactly how I would describe that. Um, yes, yes. And for the first time, I think. Uh, Ashara notices Idris. It's like, who? You got another new member. Where is the old man, though? 
the 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 old one who was weird and if I remember correctly, slightly pervy and did lots of backflipping and things. And (laughs) it just kind of like chuckles to himself. Um, I'm I'm right here. And Ashara kind of, her eyes kind of widen and her eyebrows raise. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) The interest I knew was a, 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 a weird little old man with, 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 with white hair and, and, and you are a, a rather strapping, rather strapping young, younger man. Um, I cannot, and <laughs> Tris, Tris just shakes her head. No, it, it, it's him. Ask him to backflip. And, <laughs> and almost immediately, it's just like, yes, I, I'll prove it. And attempts another backflip. <laughs> and and he's so weird. Oh, Grandpa, please don't. And with the oh. 21 a- acrobatics uh, skill check, he lands a backflip rather nicely. Uh, like three-point pose uh, afterwards. <laughs> and then almost immediately like jumps up. See? And... King Ashara just kind of looks on with this like this amazed disbelief. I so does anyone want to explain what happened? Because I'm there, there's there's clearly some things that I am completely unaware of. The same being who had kidnapped my parents had also cursed Grandpa to be Grandpa. And Idris kind of looks over. Yeah, you really can stop calling me Grandpa now. I'm not no. a Grandpa anymore. No. You, you, you just, <sighs> and as he he just kind of sighs in resignation as Clara just kind of rubs his back. <laughs> it's all right, dear. <laughs> we are quite old. Oh yes, Idris, I'm. I'm- he just, just kind of looks over, speak for yourself. And Clara kind of <laughs> gives him this look, almost as if to say, do, do, do you want to rethink that? And it just immediately, it's like, I, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you're, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. She's like, that's my man. And he, she, Clara looks up at uh, King Ashara and immediately bows her head. Uh, I'm Clara Wraith. I am um, this irascible old fool's fiance. To which Ashara, her, if her eyes could go, could widen any more, they'd be saucers. She's just in a in a state of absolute shock. So you and you, but how? And then Clara just kind of laughs. <laughs> it's a rather long, uh, fairly ridiculous story, but uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's it, it's it's true. And uh, this is all Shara can do is just shake her head. Well, I'm glad to meet you. Um, welcome to Undyear, such as it is. Uh, she looks over at uh, Katie. And uh, places a gentle hand on her shoulder. How are you doing, my dear? I know this has been 
rather difficult for you as well. Hey, Megan, are you there? Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> um, Katie stands and she's got tears streaming down her face and she bows. Um, my king, it is an honor to be in your presence. Um, I am filled with a rage I didn't know that I had. And part of me wants to exact justice immediately and beg for your aid in, in accomplishing that. And another part of me sees the levity in the room and celebrates that the best of our nation is still alive. Um, it is, I'm at war with myself and I don't know how to move forward. Ashara considers your words and like gently uh, increases her grip on your arm and just looks at you. The only way to move forward is to move forward one step at a time, my dear. It honors me to see such honesty and such genuine emotion in such a time. Yes, I am enraged as well. And we will have justice. There will be justice done. Make no mistake of that. But now is, yes, the time to celebrate the fact that we are all here. And also to acknowledge the fact that there is very little we know about this situation. And I will do all that I can to aid you in figuring out what has happened, what is happening, and what to do about it. I imagine that you all are tired and you all are weary. So, Val, if you would not find showing them to the quarters we have prepared for them so that they might uh, bed down, uh, or at least put down their things, what things they have, and uh, we will begin sending some clerics in to, uh, to make sure that you are all healed and are uh, well cared for. And uh, our cooks, our chefs are crafting a meal for you all to eat so that you can uh, nourish yourselves and get some rest before we figure out what is next for all of us. You are protected here in this palace and you are, uh, you are safe. And Valar stands, bows, as you will it, my king, it shall be done. And as she says the words, you can see this like cheeky smile on Ashara's face as she just shakes her head at her friend. Uh, Lucius, from your observations, I mean, you can see for certain that these two are 
old friends and that their that Valar's formality is both for the the benefit of your group and also just kind of as her own cheeky way of trying to keep yeah. a smile on Ashara's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so as, as she rises, she gestures towards the door. If you all come with me, um, I can take you to your accommodations and get you all sold in. And then uh, we will send in some, uh, some clerics or druids, whichever you prefer to tend to you. And she takes you down a, uh, hallway and up a flight of stairs to what is essentially the western wing of the palace uh, where all of the guest accommodations are kept. Uh, The palace is large enough that you all have rooms to yourselves. Um, Of course, uh, Idris and Clara and Ozma, not Ozma, sorry, uh, Jazz and Orla have their own rooms together, and the rest of you all have single rooms for yourselves. Uh, about 30 minutes after you get yourself settled into your rooms, you all get knocks on your doors, and the appropriate uh, clerics and druids uh, wander into your rooms to uh, give medical aid and all of that to you. You have if, a- if I may ask, I, I apologies if this is uh, retro gaming and please don't feel like you need to uh, allow this. But sure, um, may I specifically request a cleric of the traveler if there is one? So. I assume you make this request to uh, to Valar. Yeah. Uh, Valar gives you a wide grin. Yes, we just so happen to have such a cleric uh, on staff. Um, certainly. I, I, I can send him to you. Or send them to you. Thank you. Of course. Sincerely. And so one, once all the tra- clerics and things begin arriving, uh, one such cleric does arrive uh, at your room. And it is, uh, you know, dark robes, big billowing hood. You can't see their face at all. Uh, they enter, they bow deeply. Greetings in the name of he who wanders. And the voice is oddly androgynous, almost eerily so. And they remove the, he- the, the hood, and you can see that it is uh, one of the changeling. That you requested a cleric of the traveler. What might I, uh, what might I aid you with on this day? Well... Apart from uh, general maintenance, if you will. Certainly. We recently encountered a temple of your god. Oh. 
that had been overrun by a being called the Devourer. And at that, at the mention of that, uh, that title, the changeling's eyes widen. Are you referring to Kavar? Yes. I have heard of such a being. The collection of us uh, with ample help from others were able to best him that and is, drive him from that temple. That is most fortunate. What I would like to know is, do you know why the Traveler's Temple specifically would be one that would be, pardon the phrasing, but seem delicious to the devourer? The, the cleric kind of sits back a moment and ponders that. Well, there could be any number of reasons. Uh, Chief among them in my mind would be the fact that the while the traveler is counted by many among the uh, the grouping of darker gods known as the Dark Six, the traveler does not he himself consider himself to be of them, uh, nor does he consider himself to be of the sovereign host uh, or any other aligned sect or set uh, the traveler is and always has been for themselves and for the good of those who are aimless and wandering uh, my theory if I may theorize here is that the traveler or that Kavar hoped to feed on those who traveled to that particular temple because the traveler is the patron saint of those who wander or the patron God, I should say of those who wander. So it, I would think if I were such an evil being, but sit well as a, uh, a rather undeniable spider's web to lay to ensnare those who would come seeking guidance to that to their next direction. My last question, and I thank you sincerely of for your time and information. What about the traveler's teachings brought you to it? Well, that is a good question. We, changeling, are considered to be the uh, children, for lack of a better term, of the traveler. Uh, the stories are murky as they've been passed down but from what i understand uh we were of a race that originally were not held in the uh 
best regard by the mainstream, our abilities to change our appearance at will was rather looked down upon, so to speak. And uh, the one who mothered us, mothered our race, is said to have made a deal with the traveler to protect us. And in doing so, gave us this appearance and gave us and enhanced our abilities to transform ourselves so that we could hide quite easily if we chose to among those races who would typically despise us for our existence. So we more or less owe him, those of us that are changelings, owe him a debt. I personally find his teachings of, or the belief that there is no true good, no true evil, and that we all are just a product of our choices and the things that we are made to adapt to, rather appealing, as adaptation is a uh, primary tool in the life of a changeling. Thank you very much. Of course. And the changeling provides you with uh, healing. You are, your wounds are knit, your energy is restored, your you feel better than you have in a couple of days. You feel about as well as you did before you ventured into the Temple of the Traveler. <laughs> if you have any further questions or in need of anything else, I will be nearby. I may well reach out, but again, thank you. You're most welcome. And he takes his leave and uh, exits your room. Is there anything that any of you would like to do in the meantime while you are waiting for dinner? Um, Jazz just keeps... Well, I guess he can't look around here. Well, he's just, I guess, working on what he has. Like, is the joints and that possible power source just studying it seeing what it could be used for okay go ahead and make an investigation check oh that's nice okay give me just a sec that is a rather good roll and i can reward you with for that roll just a sec. Do, 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 do. There we are. So that shard that you uh, noticed there, you, through various methods of testing and uh, kind of tinkering about with it, 
and based on your own knowledge, uh, you have determined that the crystal is a sliver of a Sybaris shard. Oh, would you look at this? <laughs> Which is a very, very... It, it, it very well brims with potential positive magic for such a small piece of a crystal. And it is about, I'd say, the size of a quarter. This I can use. And I swear I'm going to remember the name of your sword <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Saif. Saif kind of whispers in your mind, that, my lord, is a worthy find. We were quite fortunate. I think you are going to uh, do some lovely things with this. <laughs> I will start as soon as I can. You are correct. Excellent. And then he kind of has like this hand slap and just like a rubbing them together. Yes, we are very, very intrigued by what you may do. And then the goblins in your brain also. <laughs> I forget them in there. <laughs> Master's gonna make a fin. Master's gonna make a fin. Everybody, Master's gonna make a fin. <laughs> oh, Master's gonna make stuff. <laughs> yeah, and they're just yeah. And you can, oh, you can wait. Did you get both of those by touching stuff? I said not to. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just feel this like weird party going on in your mind and now these the goblins are like <laughs> yes gonna make things gonna make things gonna make things <laughs> and Saif just kind of builds this kind of wall between your brain and where they live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like they are a bit much sometimes. I know yes, that they, they are, are good and useful and, and and harmless to you. God's damn it if they are not annoying. They could be civilized. They could be. Well, the goblin cultures throughout this world have been known to be very civilized indeed. I don't know where these have come from, though. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they are from a different time. And you you can just feel the absolute indignation and annoyance just radiating off of him as he speaks. <laughs> he hates them. Like he doesn't he doesn't hate them, but god damn they bother the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely bug bug him. Um where is Orla? Did Emily have some connection issues? Oh no, uh she's been her her stomach's been killing her. She's uh been in the bathroom. Gotcha. All right. Fair enough. Orla, no, she's throwing up. She's not. <laughs> I don't know which one's better, but she is throwing up. <laughs> that's oh, no. That's not good at all. Um, no. 
hopefully she feels better. Uh, if she needs to rest and then doesn't and, and 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 can't come back, that's absolutely fine. Uh, I can take over for her as well. Um, Orla is kind of is in a kind of meditative state at this point in time. Uh, just kind of centering herself. Uh, you all have been through a lot. Uh, the two of you have been through a lot, just the two of you. Uh, so given that and everything else that's happened around the both of you, uh, she is definitely taking the time to quiet her mind and, and recenter herself. Um, Ozma, what are you up to while you await the dinner bell? obviously is trying very, very hard to not show just how shaken she is by what is going on. Fair, fair. She's got a reputation to uphold. Really, she thinks she does. She thinks she's way better than everybody else. That she's totally not scared. This is totally cool. She's totally not like a little kid in way over her fucking head. Right. Um, So instead of her usual, you know, drunken shenanigans, she's kind of quietly tending to her crossbows and like in a almost manic state, stringing and restringing and stringing and restringing them. No, no, no. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right. (laughs) I'll do it again. And uh, you get a knock on your door then, Ozma, and a cleric just kind of pokes her head into the room. Are you in need of any, 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 need a, a service at all? Do you, do you like some healing? Are you, are you hurt? Do you, do you? I mean, yeah. Um. <laughs> She she kind of quirks an eyebrow at you. You you seem distressed. I understand that you've been through a great deal. Are, are, are you are you doing all right? Nothing I can't handle. Are you sure? <laughs> I mean, we don't just provide physical healing. If you need someone to talk to, we can we can Ozma. provide it here. Osma looks down at her her crossbows. And her fingers that are almost raw from the amount of time she has restrung this crossbow. And she looks over at the cleric and looks back down and looks back over and she just goes, whimpers. Mm-hmm. All right. And she, she comes in and closes the door behind her. <laughs> and she sits across from you at the table you're sitting at. And she pulls from her, uh, from her robes a what appears to be a small flask <laughs> unscrews it take a sip of that okay Aww. and as you you take a pull from it and there is a warmth that just kind of emanates in you from your throat down into your chest and then throughout the rest of your body it is not a complete calm that you begin to feel but a beginning of calm and she takes the flask and she takes a pull from it herself. 
<sighs> I tell you, Goblin Tequila really is the best. And she puts <laughs> the flask back into her robe. So, tell me what's on your mind. It's just... I mean, I'm used to people chasing us. I, I, I'm from... I was on the Red Death. Do you, I, my, the, the pirate my ship? The Red Death? I, I know, I know, but I didn't, I didn't sign up for this. They told, they, they, they made me do this. They made me do this. <laughs> and I just thought it would be a good, a good way to, you know, get, let people know who I am and <laughs> maybe, maybe, you know, find some very expensive artifacts in the process, but I don't, I don't, war? <laughs> <laughs> the the cleric kind of nods solemnly. Yes, it would seem that war may very well be upon us, and no one asks for this kind of a thing. It's it's a lot for anyone to handle. Uh, I imagine, given the life you led before, that this was not quite what you were uh, expecting. But that is an understatement. <laughs> she laughs, uh, and nods. And you can see now that she is a very, very uh, friendly-faced uh, half-elf. Uh, long blonde hair. Uh, she doesn't look much older than you, to be honest, and is very. Uh, but has this this level of serenity about her that is a very calming presence for you. Yeah, so I to be to be honest, I didn't sign up for any of this either. When I decided to become a cleric, I did not at all think that this would happen. I wanted nothing more than to pray to the moon goddess and to, you know, heal and occasionally, you know, help people from, you know, help give people a reprieve from the darkness. But here we are. I mean, our, our city is floating and, and the neighboring kingdoms are attacking us. We're a peaceful country. I mean, we've been a peaceful country for the last few years after, you know, being in a hundred-year war. But now we're a peaceful country. King Ashara has made us a peaceful country. No one here asked for any of this. Many of the citizenry have had to go underground just to stay safe. I'm here because... Well, A, I have nowhere else to be. B, I still believe that I can do some good. And I get the impression from you that you didn't necessarily have to stay with these folks. But you did. And I get I the mean, impression maybe. that you, regardless of what, whatever it was you did in the past, 
maybe you enjoy doing good and helping people. And yeah, it might get you some treasure here and there. And that's always nice. But I think more than anything else, you found something worth doing. So I would say, if I had any advice for you, hold on to that. Hold on to these, this unlikely family you seem to have collected. And stick to them for dear life. It's gotten you this far. What's the worst that could happen? Not dead yet. Exactly. Not dead yet. And she passes you the flask again. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take a little bit more of that. A toast to not being dead yet. A toast to not being dead yet. Can I ask you a favor? Of course. Can you not tell can you tell everybody that I'm being really brave right now? <laughs> and you see this wide grin just kind of spread across her face. And she she nods slowly. Of course. Everyone will hear the tales of Ozma the Brave. Ozma the Stalwart. Ozma the Steadfast. Steadfast. I like that one. That one's good. Yeah. I rather like that one too. And if I can, yeah. Can I roll against that? Roll against what? Deception. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. You can go ahead and roll. Uh, what would that be? Insight. Yeah. Insight. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and roll. Make an insight check. And I don't think I'm gonna make this, but. Okay, so you rolled an 11. So, from what you can hear from the room next door, (laughs) (laughs) you you are... Everything that you hear come out of Ozma's mouth seems to you to be the honest-to-God truth. Yep, cool. (laughs) So the two of you, uh, Ozma, you and the cleric, uh, spend the next few moments kind of enjoying each other's company. And she kind of offhandedly like, asks you about her life, and she tells you about herself, and she asks you about the crossbow, and you guys have a, a fairly wonderful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Ash. <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing in your room while you await the dinner? Ash takes a pipe from his pack and a pouch of pipe weed (laughs) and sits cross-legged on his floor. Uh, He lights the pipe and takes a couple of puffs, inhales deeply, closes his eyes and tries to meditate. You, and, uh, you, you know, slide reach up to Mab. 
you slide into that meditative stance, uh, uh, sense fairly easily, thanks to your connection to Mab. And almost within moments, you find yourself in this almost dreamscape-like place, uh, this winter-covered forest. And you are still sitting cross-legged, but still but sitting cross-legged on a bed of iced-over flowers. And sitting before you uh, in a beautiful shimmering silver dress, her hair uh, tied up in a great silver sparkling kind of messy bun is Mab. Hello, my dear. And how are you? Well, I seem to uh, have found myself in the midst of a war. <laughs> Do you have any guidance for me? War. It's been so long since I've been in a good war. My knight, I say this to you. There's going to be much blood to be shed in this. As is in any war. Make sure that you are shedding blood for the right reasons. And above all else, my dear love, enjoy yourself. Wars like this don't come around very often. But also know that I'm here for you. I will do my best to protect you. I will not let any harm come to you if I can manage it. All also, right. stick with these people. Some weird shit seems to happen around them, and this intrigues <laughs> me. There is some oddness going around here. Yes, it looks like you are no longer the only one with a uh, another soul inside of you. <laughs> right? Do you have any uh, knowledge of this uh, entity that... Jazz has picked up? It's definitely a rogue piece of the Traveler, to be sure. I've had many dealings with the Traveler. Whew! So many dealings. <laughs> but, um... <clears throat> this, this blade... This blade seems to be a, uh... A sliver. Just a sliver of the Traveler's power. And influence but it's still fairly potent. So, uh, I give you this advice. Be cautious, because the Traveler is, above all else, a trickster. But in listening to Saif's rather impassioned plea to Jazz and to Lucius, he seems fairly forthright. So, trust your friends and trust in the choices they make. And trust in yourself as well. They seem to be a, a decent lot. Weird shit and all. 
All right. I'm getting kind of a, just go with the flow for now. Yes. The f- go with the flow. Yes, that's not quite the words I would use, but they cut to the heart of the matter. Go yes. with the blood flow. <laughs> and you feel almost this giddiness at that phrase. I do love you. You are, you, you, you do make me smile. <laughs> yes. Go with the flow and go with the blood flow. Yes, I agree with this. Yes. All right, well, thank you. That was reassuring. Indeed. Might I just sit with you in quiet for a while? Of course. She takes out, uh, she takes her hands and fashions her own pipe made of ice. And while she does not, like, light anything in the pipe, there is an odd kind of mist now wafting from the pipe as she smokes and kind of releases the mist through her breath and is uh, content. You, you, you get an overwhelming sense of contentment. Katie, what are you doing while you wait for the dinner bell? Um, Katie will start by attempting to meditate. Mm-hmm. Uh, find some peace in that way, but she's still experiencing a lot of inner turmoil that is preventing her from sort of reaching that like middle distance stare that where it kind of settles around you. Yeah. So after trying that for a little bit, she'll give up. Um, kind of, she'll pull out her, you know, sunset sunset wraps for her hands, um, wrap up her fists and arms and uh do like a little workout in her space um you know push-ups backflips although don't tell idris that Um, (laughs) (laughs) push-ups push-ups shadow boxing just trying to sort of expel the nervous energy that has her mind reeling all right um after some time doing that, uh, your your training begins to kind of seep in and you are in a now more focused state of mind where the training itself almost becomes a meditation. And while it's not the calm you seek, it is a form of calm. And it is a focus and your, your thoughts begin to crystallize in a much clearer way as you begin to think about everything that's happened and try to make peace with where you are now. Tristiana will wander out of her room unable to sit still and will you hear footsteps kind of wandering towards uh, wandering towards Emrys's lab Idris and Clara just kind of enjoy their peace together uh, 
kind of the first time they've had any real alone time since Idris's retransformation um, or revitalization, I should say. And they spend the time kind of making sure, rechecking each other's wounds and things and, you know, making sure that they're okay and then just holding each other for a moment. Time passes and you hear a loud gong, all of you, as the, uh, the dinner bell is rung. Val comes to each of your doors and opens them in turn. Uh, smiling at some of you, laughing at others, uh, letting you all know that dinner has been prepared and is waiting for you in the main dining hall. Sounds good. You all uh, slowly kind of trickle in and join her. Uh, Emrys and Triss are already sitting at the table, kind of talking quietly to the to each other. Uh, King Ashara sits at the head of the table uh, and smiles uh, brightly as you all enter the room. Uh, I am pleased to see you all looking better. It is, it warms my heart. Come, sit, all of you. Have some food, have some drink. Let us not drown ourselves in the tragedies that have befallen us. Let us continue to celebrate each other and celebrate our lives. As you all sit and you see just this row. It's not a massive table, uh, not like last time. Uh, is a table just enough for all of you. Uh, and slowly, Dez and the Carreras and Kevin wander in as well and sit with you all and uh, you all begin to eat. And uh, Idris kind of looks up at Dez. How is he? And Dez looks up and she looks a lot better than she did before she followed with Aya into uh, behind Shiro. And she nods and there's a bit of a smile. He's going to be okay. He's, he came around a little bit for a while and uh, he's in pain, but he'll live. He'll live. Aya's with him. She... Regrets not joining us for dinner, but she would not leave her father's side, and I would not argue the matter with her. And Emrys just kind of nods, of course. I would not have imagined anything else. 
House Corinth. Emrys kind of nods as well. Still comatose. His vital signs are good. He is a strong, strong dragonborn. Much like Aya, Nala is with her father and will not leave his side. I am glad to see you, Kevin, here, getting yourself some sustenance. Kevin nods, yes, and I will, with your permission, would like to bring some food back to Nala as well. And Ashara nods, of course, yes, please. I would, I would, I would expect nothing else. And you see the Carreras uh, sitting there kind of nervously looking at the food and looking at each other. And Triss puts an arm around little Carrera and kind of shakes him in a kind of very, very playful kind of sisterly manner. It gets him to giggle a little bit, which makes the older Carrera smile. She looks at her and just mouths, thank you. And Tris just nods and smiles. And then looks at the rest of So, what have you shitheads been getting up, getting yourself up to while we were waiting? <sighs> just some planning. But speaking of planning, it seems we are without commander and without captain I wonder what is our next move like who how do we how should we respond and Jazz looks around the table at all of the other team members just hmm. Lucia's well I would suggest we burn them all down immediately. I like that idea. They have an army. Yes, and they have a stupid army (laughs) backed on stupid beliefs. And I would like to wipe them out. Now, if anyone has a better suggestion, I am happy to listen to it. But that is the extent of my plan. I don't know very much about the Silver Flame, but they, in my estimation, uh, are bound by the loyalty of rank. So perhaps infiltrating in some manner and cutting the head off the snake, as it were, would have the desired effect. I think you mean to snuff them out. Do you mean to infiltrate and assassinate? Or well, not not necessarily assassinate, but investigate. If if there is one piece of poison in the organization and we <laughs> remove that. One piece of poison. 
opinions investing in this institution. I mean, um, due diligence. No, you can't just go do, around killing. No, let's, of course, do diligence. I'm all in. As long as the end result is we are taking care of the silver flame. But if you want to do it on a micro level, of course. Ashara kind of TPs her hands together and uh, she listens to you all and nods. There are several routes we can take. I do not think that an outright assault on the silver flame is a wise decision. Um, I think more than anything, we will need to find our allies, rally them, and make some coordinated, um, for lack of a better term, statements of our own. Emrys, do you have any thoughts on this? Emrys kind of strokes his beard a bit. Well, the Silver Flame have a long and storied history of zealotism and xenophobia. Whereas the Circle, and this is my opinion based on my own knowledge and experience with both the circle and the silver flame. So putting that out there, there are because the circle champions, the downtrodden champions, those who in most cases, the silver flame would most certainly oppose rather than doing as the Silver Flame would do and simply eradicate them, the Circle stood to accept them, to make them a part of the world rather than rid them or run them from it. So in my eyes, that could be one of the reasons why this has happened. Just as a means to an end to remove an obstacle that has long been in the path of the flames general mission statement. However, given our recent dealings, particularly with the Rakshasa some months ago, and uh, who is an agent of a very nasty particularly evil being who is who has been for the last several thousand years incarcerated by the silver flame for lack of a better term I dare say that it is very possible that they too are being uh, toyed with and being pushed in that direction. Mm. 
And Triss kind of looks over at Emrys. Wait, are you saying that someone has their hands up the ass of the silver flame and are playing them like puppets against the circle? Well, we just encountered a temple to a dark god who isn't registered as such, but who is by something even worse. I think this is certainly worth investigating. This is true. Maybe this evil cannot be trusted to be incarcerated. Maybe it is something that needs to be excised. So, at least we can do, it seems like it's the best of both plans. We infiltrate and then kill this thing. And then the silver flame is a problem no more. Ashara kind of looks at all of you. That is a uh, very ambitious goal you have there. That is a secret war. But I take a knee as soon as uh, she starts talking. To understand the incarcerated, one must understand that this being, this Bel Shalom, was not easily caught. Granted, I was not there. I had not yet been born. And as well you know, I'm quite old myself. However, from what I understand of things, that was a long and hard-fought war. And that war is what began the Silver Flame to begin with. to release this thing prematurely before you are ready to uh, excise it, as you said, Jazz, would mean, or could mean, catastrophe. Belshalor wants nothing more than to plunge the world into a second hell that would rival Kaiba itself. An age of absolute and utter darkness. As it stands, in my own humble opinion, based basically on what, purely on what I've seen of you, and you all are formidable, but you are not ready not by a sight ready to face something as powerful as Belshalor. As I said before, the silver flame were barely able to incarcerate him. And if he is doing something from his end to, as Miss Clarborn so elegantly put, place his hands up the asses of such quote-unquote stalwart and upright beings, 
<clears throat> and we are in for a long, long game. And we need to find those who, are, who could and would help us achieve the goal of putting an end to Belshazzar once and for all. Jazz, as she mentions the name Belshazzar, you get this tense feeling from Zaif. I'm sorry. Did she just say Belshazzar? Yes. He is uh, apparently far older and more powerful than I imagined. Oh, he is one of the Dark Overlords. You have no idea. I'm well aware of who and what Belshazzar is. And you say, she said you fought or, or you faced a Rakshasa that was in his service? Yes. He was, um, he was corrupting a, an old place of learning to his dark purposes. We could not stand for this, so we we had to engage him. He bested us, and uh, we were saved by uh, Emrys here. This Rakshasa, was he called by any chance, and I could be wrong here, could be a very different Rakshasa, gods know that there are many of them, more than I would like, out there. But would his name happen to have been Durastoran? Uh, let me see. If, let me get Jazz to roll a history because I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll history. Uh, fourteen. Your memory of that was fairly chaotic, but that remember, name, he was blown up. Jazz that, was blown up to go in. Yeah. So you were unconscious for most of that, but from what recounting of that you received from the rest of the party, that name does ring a bell to you. Yes, that sounds familiar. What did you say? Durustoran. Durustoran. Also called the the Wirenbreaker. The Wirenbreaker. He is one of the lords of dust. Yes, this is him. Oh, shit. Yes, well, it is good that Emrys came when he did and saved you all then. Durastoran is not a, uh, to put it bluntly, not someone to casually fuck with. That you survived what encounter with him you had is, for lack of a better term, pure luck, my friend. You are definitely going to need some uh, further training before you can hope to stand against him. I would relay this to your friends. Uh, it, it is... Uh, in fact, 
And I want you to go ahead and make a will, uh, wisdom save for me, Jazz. Fourteen. Very good. You failed it. <laughs> <laughs> and so as he, in fact, actually, Jazz, you're, you feel yourself outside of yourself. And for everyone else, you see Jazz's eyes go completely black. Those of you who have been in the room when this happens, you know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and now speaking through Jazz's voice, or voice-ish, it, your, his, his voice is now kind of overlaid on top of Jazz's voice. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, hi, I am Saif. I am the, the entity living inside Mr. Lord uh, Goodsong here. Um, oh, what? <laughs> sorry, Stand sorry. up and skitter backwards. Sorry to freak you all out. I, 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 I come in peace. I come in peace. Ask Lucius. He knows this. <laughs> He's well aware of me. Hello, Lucius. <laughs> Good to see you again. Sort of does. Oh, fuck. I hate this thing. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, and yes, well. He turns uh, to... We'll exchange valentines. I look forward to that. He turns to <laughs> King Ashara and nods. Malish, um, I do not mean to crash the party, as it were, <laughs> uh, but I may have some information for you uh, regarding uh, your current topic of conversation. Uh, you were referring to uh, a uh, Bel Shalor. I'm very, very familiar with this creature. Uh, the many, many dark overlords that uh, was captured and uh, quite clumsily, if I may say so myself, by the fledgling members of the Silver Flame. Um, but it seems you all have also encountered a Rakshasa by the name of Durastorin. Does that ring a bell for anyone? Nasty meanie. <laughs> and Emrys kind of cringes and like you just see his face just kind of darken and it's like the just a flash of rage across his face before he brings it back to kind of a neutral place yes I uh, I am very familiar with this kitty cat <laughs> <laughs> and Val's kind of Gently, like, strokes is just there, there. Just keep it together, love. Keep it together. And Ashara leans forward, very intrigued by this now. Yes, yes. I have uh, not had a personal encounter with uh, this being, but yes, I have heard of him and... uh, I, it does seem that the party has some recollection of him as well. Uh, very reflectively, I take a knee also. Oh, no, yes, yes, I... <laughs> oh, and 
there was that episode where the family was, <laughs> and uh, it was full of japes and wonderful things. Uh, and I have not seen any of this shit and uh, (laughs) Saif just kind of right well I have encountered this uh, Durastoran while under the uh Influence of a former master who is dead now. Thank goodness. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you see, <laughs> you see how he validates my truth. Um, <laughs> and I want to make as massive a fucking spectacle as I can before we get down to. You know, let's actually deal with the stuff that's going on. But everything leading up to that, I want to make an asshole of myself. Okay. (laughs) 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 All right. In front of the royal court. Um, Roll performance, please. I I, I, I just, just, just for giggles. I. I... There we go. Huh? Yes, you you make an absolute you 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 <laughs> Yeah. You 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 you, make, uh, you 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 do a pretty good job making an ass of yourself in front of the court and it's for, yeah. for the first time uh both Lady Valar and King Ashara are kind of confused by your actions. It's I and I would like to try and give them some uh, wave in the middle of this. It's like, no, 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 no. This is just, nah. but I don't want that to succeed. Right. So they, <laughs> they, they see what you're doing and they <laughs> kind of look at each other and look at you again. Look at Saif. It, it, it's very much that, like that meme of like the the, the Mexican standoff. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where everyone's kind of like, what, what? I don't. Do you, you, no. Oh, oh, okay. And then they turn back to Saif. So you encountered him while you were in or being possessed or in possession. No, 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 no. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I had been possessed by a rather evil bastard and made to do some pretty horrible things before I killed him, of course. But <laughs> but I'm hoping that this is sort of uh, leading on that end of, yeah, well, of course these folks were being crazy because it's like, no one would expect me to show up and dance this stupidly. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm the best dancer, but 
I would at least not uh, hold my stuff out and and, it, and and expect that that was ex- just okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 trying to go game within game, even though I failed. <laughs> okay. So they they they're they're trying their best to listen to Saif while also noticing all of the stuff that you're doing in the background there. And I'm 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 sorry, Saif. What is happening here? <laughs> <laughs> are you all, are you all right? Do you, do 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 you, I, I I'm not sure what's going on. Are you dancing? Are you are you is there an itch? Do you do you need a cleric? Did is that I? Did I and if it's me, I'm literally trying to flamingo. <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to do like the the whitest nonsense possible. The whitest. Oh my god! <laughs> to just be like I don't know who who who. Maybe we can all dance. We can all dance. Huh? And at this point, like, even Idris is like, looks over at Claire, looks over at Triss. Okay, I'm not that ridiculous, am I? I I mean, I know I'm ridiculous. But, I mean, you also are seeing, we're we're all seeing this. We're, we're We're all here together seeing this. Unfortunately. Okay. And uh, (laughs) Valar just kind of gets up very, very calmly, walks over to you, Lucius, and like gently puts both of her hands on your shoulders to kind of still you. Stop that. <laughs> Please, I, I know we, we've we've been through a lot today, and it's all very shit. But we've we've, we've, we've but got to we're remain. been through more. And I try and raise my arms. I'm sure I can't. And she, what is your? Hang on a second. <laughs> Okay. She ragdoll shakes you for a second. <laughs> hey! <laughs> <laughs> Snatches him. Snap out of it. You are in the presence of your king. And releases you. <laughs> so perhaps are her enemies. And that Which gives is the only reason I would behave like this, and you know this. Valar raises an eyebrow at you. Do you mean to say that this Sahif we've been talking to is an enemy? 
I can't say that with certainty, but I know that there are people attempting the lives of our king. Yes, that is true. Right I... now, in this room, not as a concept. She looks at you, levels a very serious and grave look into your eyes. Who? We will need to look around this room. If you suspect But I ask you, do you think for a second that I would behave this way in front of my king ever? I do not believe that a you that is in your right mind would, no. So, I need you, if you are going to accuse anyone, or you are going to make the state this blanket statement that there's someone in the room who means our king harm. I need to know who they are so that I can act accordingly. Before I do so, may I ask? For my team, if not, I will do my level best myself. But <laughs> I find this incredibly reductive and dismissive of potential. You ask for ahead. your you ask for your team. To what purpose? Because they have skills that I do not. And I want the level best for my king. I am placing an incredible amount of faith in you. Oh. Go ahead. Oh, by all means, please do your due diligence as well. I'm not suggesting you shouldn't. This is me doing my due diligence, Lucius. Do what you must. So I would like to try and... Uh, get everybody else within the group together as quietly as possible. Can you find the person that is trying to kill the king? Tris now, kind of looks at you and just kind of what makes you think that there's anyone in this room trying to kill her? 
well, someone has just charged me with trying to kill the king. And no one has give you charged you with anything, she says. I'm going to lean over to Des and say, okay, so we've got a guy with two personalities and then a paranoid schizophrenic. <laughs> Des leans back over. He's not usually like this. I'm, I mean, Jazz is certainly like this most days, but this is the first I've seen of Lucius acting in such a way. So I am duly concerned. And while uh, while this is happening, uh, uh, Saif kind of comes out. This just comes out of Jazz's mouth and gets into his hand so he can talk on his own. And then Jazz is like, "Oh, oh yes, uh, Saif says uh, we should not be uh, too. We we should be very careful atta- uh, attacking this bear, Charlotte. I was wrong." It is this. And this, the, this kind of amorphous uh, shadow kind of pooling or spooling itself and kind of uh, coalescing on the table in front of Jazz now forms as good of an approximation of a mouth as it can. And yes, well... <clears throat> Yes, no, no one is saying that I... No one is saying that we should attack the Rakshasa straight off the bat. No, I'm just confirming that this Rakshasa uh, and, uh, is, is a bit of a bastard and should not be taken lightly. And also that Belshalor is a very powerful being that we should not rush into trying to release and then kill. That is all. Thank you, Saif. Well, I do my best. Um, he, is, he is very old and very wise. I don't know about wise. I've been made to do some pretty shitty things. But I'm old and knowledgeable at best. Let's say yes. Yes. That is, that is best. Uh, I would like to touch everyone and burn all of my uh, zero level spells uh, to give guidance to all of them. Uh... Hey, I have that trick too. Isn't it a nice one? I mean, I trust you now. It was the dancing that was the problem. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair. Okay, go ahead and uh, yeah. I mean, it's an at will, so yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's a it's a cantrip, so yeah, you can guidance everyone. Yeah, and I literally want to touch everyone within the party mm-hmm. and just be like, I don't know. Who is going to be the problem? 
I am trusting all of you to find him. This needs to happen now. This is not a later sort of we'll review it situation. Please. Well, you're sure that this threat to the king is in the room? I am absolutely sure that it is right now. There is someone in the room and we do not know. I will use glitter dust and uh, that should do it. We will see them immediately. Yes? Uh, Saif just kind of shivers a little bit. Do you mind terribly, uh, Master, if I re-enter uh, before you do that? Uh, I find that spell to be very uncomfortable. <laughs> sure. Excellent. He just, he just he becomes smoke again and pulls into your mouth and reasserts himself into your mind. What if I cast Glitter Dust? Can this... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Oh. All right, who's class who's casting glitter dust as the king and basically everyone else uh gets glittered are are kind of bracing themselves for this. <laughs> I mean, I I will if Jazz doesn't want me to, but no. um I have sea invisibility would that maybe be less messy? Yeah. That would be <laughs> much less messy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast see invisibility. <laughs> All right. So you cast see invisibility, and you don't see anyone. Okay. All right. Well, there's no. There's nothing here that we can't already see. And Val just kind of looks around and kind of leans over to Emrys, my dear. Emrys taps a pendant around his neck. And you all feel with what arcana you possess a pressure change in the room as all manner of glyphs and sigils uh, all around the room, around the floors, around on the table, the chairs begin to kind of alight and pulse uh, individually and then together. And Emmer says nothing. He's concentrating on what he's doing with the Samulet. Valar, however, kind of looks around and my dear husband, in his wisdom, has uh, very wisely placed varying layers of, for lack of a better term, protective sigils across every inch of the palace. If there is an assassin here, they would catch it. 
and either hold it for uh, interrogation or depending on its own uh, hardiness, the creature, subject, or whatever it would be, would be destroyed. And as you, as she says this, she looks around and many of you follow her, kind of her gaze. And as she's saying, these sigils are kind of glowing and kind of pulsating and uh, illuminating the room. And nothing's happening. Hmm. Emrys removes his hand from the amulet and the room, the the lights from the sigils and the, the glyphs dim down, go back to their dormant but active states. And he takes a breath. The palace seems to be clear. There does not seem to be anyone here, ill intent or otherwise, <clears throat> that we do not know of. So I would not worry. I think we are all fine. I know we are all fine. Her Majesty is well protected. And to that degree, she is also a, a very powerful spellcaster in her own right. And <laughs> in my own experience, a vicious warrior. She fends for herself quite well. I would not fear. Valar walks over to you, Lucius puts a, a hand on your shoulder. You see, everything is fine. We need not worry. No one will harm the king while we are living. Well, I will still have a care, but thank you. Of course. Now, please. Enjoy your food. I mean, at the, I mean, if you enjoyed the light show, that's also nice. But <laughs> there's also food. So how did you do that? Was that just a, a, a protection against scrying spell and multiple alarms? Like, how do you pull off the, the security of an entire castle? That is quite a feat. Impressive. Emrys kind of looks over at you and uh, <laughs> gives you a, a wan smile. It took me uh, many, many years. <laughs> years, I suspect. Years. To, to lay down the uh, dozens of layers of protective spells into the fabric, uh, both of the castle, the walls, the grounds, the air around us. I am, in my not-so-humble opinion, a considerable mage. <laughs> well, beautiful spellcraft, worthy of a palace, of course. Well, my best friend is worthy of protecting, so <laughs> I do my best. 
Forgive me, I don't mean to cut you off or um, your questioning, but we have a new member amongst us and I do not mean to throw any disdain or hesitation, but why again are you here with us? She, she was a member of the circle, of a different circle. Yes, I was a, an agent of the circle and on Dair. Yes, no, 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 no. And yet we find ourselves broken. Des kind of looks up from her plate and looks at all of you. We are broken, yes. That does not mean that we cannot be whole within ourselves and within each other. Not beyond repair. I have seen things beyond repair. This is not one of those. I am sure. I am guessing, but I am sure. No, and I apologize for even suggesting, but... You are, no. You are right to be suspicious. This is a dangerous time for all of us. What can I do to allay your suspicion? Uh, nothing in everything. You've already fought beside us. I, I'm sorry to have even broached it. It's, I just hate how fractured we are right now. And it made me bring things to light that perhaps <laughs> certainly were not appropriate. I'm sorry. Thank you. Bella gives you uh, a huge smile, Lucius, and grasps you by the shoulder. Think nothing of it. We're all here. We are all alive. Let us be grateful in that, and let us celebrate in each other. While we also figure out what the hell we do next. That is a definite priority, in my opinion. Yes, agreed. Agreed. That is... That is our next step. And then, perhaps, a ladder. But, again, we have more pressing matters. And Ashara leans back. To that end, while we have been discussing this, a rather valuable piece of information, I think, at least I think, has been jogged from my memory. There is, to my knowledge, a very, very powerful druid out in the, uh, in the Whispering Woods 
to the north of us some ways. A druid by the name of Gothen, who is, uh, so for lack of a better term, he's an odd fellow, but he is older than I am and has uh, many, uh, many scrolls and books and other paraphernalia that might be uh, of aid to us. And again, he is also a very powerful druid. Mm. Might just be a worthy ally in our fight against whatever this is. Whispering wood to the northwest. To the northeast of us, actually. Oh, to the northeast. Yes. A powerful old druid, centuries old. <laughs> Piles <laughs> of scrolls. A few millennia this, old, this sounds, if I'm honest. A few, a few millennia. Oh, this, yes. sounds, this sounds fun. This sounds like good fun. Yes. I warn Asma, you of this. I apologize uh, as this looks like this will take us a little further inland, but good cause. Actually, to that, it's actually taking us more outland. It is just off of the Eldine Bay, if the stories are true. I'm sorry, you will have to forgive me. Anything outside of Ondir, I become <laughs> a little <laughs> ignorant of. <laughs> <laughs> There's no worries there. But uh, I warn you, I have heard stories of his eccentricities. Um, nothing that you should be worried about. I'm told he has a liking of beer that borders along the excessive. And uh, yes, that is... That is what I have heard. I have not had encounters with this being myself, but the stories are intriguing, to say the least. Yes, it sounds like much good fun. But also, Emrys, I need, uh, I do need to talk to you. And he, start, and he pulls out his notepad. Hmm. Mm. Our ship must be protected in a similar way as all of as what I have seen here. We were boarded like it was nothing. <sighs> Yes, I heard about that. And Emrys kind of scratches at his chin. We are chin. going to need sigils. We are going to need alarms. We are going to need uh, guns. We are going to need much more. Yes. Well, I think what you will need more than anything will be a... Uh, of what I'm hearing you say is that you need a more robust base of operations from which to operate. Uh, something that can be both mobile and durable. Yes, or maybe and, mobile and very stealthy, but durable would be preferable. And in my opinions, an airship would not be uh, the best uh, option here as it is very hard to 
while it is hard to hit a moving target, you have seen yourself that as long as you have something at least somewhat comparable, it is not entirely impossible. Yes. Give me some time, uh, and uh, I will meet with some of the artifices within our employ, and we'll see what we can come up with. Yes, thank you. Yes. And maybe, you know, maybe also some more, if I can just ask, some more speed as well, you know, um, maybe just a little more in the engine. <laughs> well, the engine is powered by an elemental, and I mean... We could get them a friend. Loathe as I am to uh, to force an elemental into service in that regard, uh, I would not wish to. We are trying to find ways in which to enhance our transportation magics without such things. Granted, yes, it, it is, is the yes. way. It is the way the technology has. Uh, has presented itself, but I would like to stray away from that if possible. I will see what well, I you, can. You do. are you are correct. It it is unsustainable to try to try to catch all the what do we catch all the elementals? Yes, there are some some of the houses are ingratiated in that kind of uh, research so, at the moment. May I suggest? I uh, personally, we will be recuperating and readying myself. But is there anything anyone else would like to do during this time? Well, we, we may need a crew. Uh, we are dangerously undermanned. Yes, this is true. We will need gunners, and we will need uh, engine men, and we will need uh, uh, maybe some on-deck uh, security, uh, extra hands. Uh, you know, we, we will need a crew. Tris turns to Ozma. Uh, hey, you would know about some of that stuff, wouldn't you? Ozma! I was just about to say, I might know a crew. You know, you know, you know, able bodies ready. I mean, when they're not drunk, they're barely able. <laughs> ah, you wouldn't happen to be talking about your old crew, aren't they? Somewhere in the Lizar Principalities, though. That's that's a ways away. Last last I heard. And then she kind of leans forward in your direction. Wouldn't that mean we'd have to see your um <clears throat> your mother? Yep. That's what that means. And Emrys is in this particular situation as innocent as a newborn child. <laughs> Who is your mother? Why did you not want to see her? If I knew who my mother was, I would want to see her all the time. But I don't have a mother, so I don't know what that is like. That's, uh, that's why you'd want to see her all the time. Because I don't Cause have sometimes. one. 
fan. <laughs> and when he says that, Velar just rolls her eyes at you poor, poor broken child. <laughs> it's all, why am I broken? I don't understand. That. No, you 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 wouldn't understand. I understand. <laughs> like very pointedly at you, Ozma. I understand. <laughs> Is this something that you would be willing to do though? I've been listening to this conversation and I let's just say it wouldn't be something I would want to do if I didn't think it was the only choice to do it. I, and if y'all are looking for a crew, I know the best one. It just kind of leans back and folds his arms. I'm intrigued. That could be fun. As am I. I've never dealt with pirates before. I mean, present company not included. Grandpa, I think you might have a little bit of fun. Wait, you're a pirate? <laughs> oh, she didn't tell. All right, we, no, we you... prefer that. We prefer the term freelancer nowadays. <laughs> I can appreciate freelancing. <laughs> It, it it just turns to, to to Katie, but yes, she's 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 <laughs> she's she's a pirate princess. Oh, and a princess too. Yes. Wait, what you call me? I called you a pirate princess. Is this not? That's 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 true though. Those men before you remember how they kneeled in your presence and. You took their stuff? That's just because they respect my skill. Or they respect your <laughs> it's, mom? It's, it's a delightful deflection on her part. <laughs> she is absolutely a pirate princess. <laughs> but one with morals that we can all get along with. What an interesting life you must have led. Oh, trust me, it just keeps getting more and more interesting by the day. <laughs> you should tell me those stories sometime. Be before I join this ragtag little group of fun, <laughs> I I would be I would it would actually be a, really cool. Yeah. You know. But buy me buy me a whiskey and we can talk. Excellent. Carrera kind of, like, little Carrera kind of looks up at you. Wait a minute. I didn't know any of this. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pirate? Did you wear an eye patch? Did you have a cutlass? Did you swing from the wharfs on the, on, on, on swing from across the ships? Like that one movie star guy? Um, I can't remember his name. And, 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 and still about how you were a pirate king? On how you're the major, mid, modern of a modern major general? Did you guys do that? Were you singing pirates? I love singing pirates. <laughs> singing pirates are my favorite. 
You listen to the dance? <laughs> and his older sister just like pats him on oh, the head. You did what? We did about half of that. I'll let you guess which half. The singing. <laughs> if it was the dancing, I think that you should give lessons to Lucius. <laughs> I mean, I think any of us could really give lessons to Lucius. <laughs> I want to I see you give dancing lessons to Lucius. That'd be cool. <laughs> and it sounds like fun. Can I, I will have you know, I have been trained at the <laughs> finest establishments. And the insinuation that any of you peasants could possibly teach me to dance. Do you not know? One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. If you don't know that, then you do not have anything to teach me. Well, Lucius, I can count to four or so. Nobody waltzes <laughs> in four. <laughs> oh, you were talking about the waltz. I, I should have told you he, could, he can't dance. Nobody with a stick as far up his ass as uh, Lucius has. <laughs> I would suggest that your commentary upon my posture <laughs> is a compliment. <laughs> no, meanwhile, Ashara hey, and Emrys are damn near falling out of their chairs, just <laughs> enjoying the hell out of this. <laughs> Also, I will suggest that as soon as I recognize that the king is anywhere in the room, I immediately am just prostrate and, and apologizing for making an ass of myself. But until that happens, I will waltz in three. <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. We could all learn to dance from Ozma. It will be, it, we could all learn. Be like a team building exercise. <sighs> it just, just, it just, face just lights up. I love team building exercises. We can all <laughs> sing shanties and, 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 and do a jaunty jig across the main, the main sail. Shut up, old man. You <laughs> do not know how to dance either. No more than they do. But I can backflip. <laughs> <laughs> and I can fall down and hurt myself. Ta-da! We have the same skill. I can see. So wait, is the falling down and hurting yourself also something that you do in three? I'm confused. <laughs> I guess you can do it in three. It just seems like there's a lot of contradicting brags. <laughs> Clara just kind of takes Idris and just just be quiet, sweetheart. It's it, it just 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 <laughs> just, 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 just stop now. <laughs> I can sing, you guys. I can sing a song. No, no. Well, <laughs> that would be lovely. both of your parents however, were bards. <laughs> however, would you perhaps play a song? And I won't dance. I'll sit here. And not dance in three as music 
designed us to do since time immemorial. <laughs> no, no, but please, you go on, on, on. <laughs> I, can, I can do a thing or two. I am not very good as my, I'm not as good as my parents, but uh, I have some skill. <laughs> and he takes out his loot. Oh, dear. There's a little ditty. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, oh the uh, I am I immediately get up and start dancing not into the rhythm of three. It's you can't you can't look at the roll. Yeah, no no no. I don't I don't care what it is. I immediately get up and start dancing to whatever jazz rhythm you're playing. Jazz <laughs> Oh man, these rolls! Uh, you, also, we're gonna need a lot of help from you. So it's noticeably offbeat because it very it's noticeably jazzy. offbeat. Okay, it's no, jazz, and, it's, I don't. And, it, and it stops and it starts and it <laughs> it, no, it, it's, it's just and improvisation. And I don't care. It can places. literally be. <laughs> it's it sounds oh, a lot like okay. the way a orchestra would sound. Tuning up, but coming <laughs> from right in the beginning, just coming <laughs> from one instrument. <laughs> uh, I want it. I want it expressly to look like somebody who has only waltzed, been trained to waltz, dancing to bad music. <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> that is exactly what it looks like. I'm. A- I'm going to cast a healing word on Lucius because he looks like he's having some kind of medical problem. (laughs) (laughs) Completely fair. Uh, May I suggest that I am uh, adept enough at uh, uh, healing magic, etc., that I would understand that? He, uh, and while this is going on, Jazz just looks up and he says, "This is my best." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was, uh, Orla just like pats you on your head. It's okay, sweetie. <laughs> we've we've had it. We've all had a long day. <laughs> uh, as soon as that happens, I'm going to just walk over to the corner and sit down. <laughs> oh, good! It worked. <laughs> Mean, mean, meanwhile, Jazz, in your head, the goblins have broken down that barrier that Saif <laughs> put up. <laughs> There's a party! There's a party! Oh my goodness! And they start playing their own music. And they begin to start to just 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 writhe around in a just ridiculous spectacle that you can only see and sense inside your head. And Saif does his best to put up the wall again. <laughs> Ooh, they are rowdy. They are rowdy. Mm. Well, you offered them a party, it seems. <laughs> and now they've got we'll have one. To... Mm. We will have to. We will have to. Yes, I am taking us up. <laughs> Don't let them see it. It just, it may scare them. But I'm... 
and then Saif takes control of your hands while your hands are still on the loot. <laughs> Let me just hang on a moment. There, that's better. And begins to <laughs> ah, and begins to play a lovely waltzing tune on his loot. <laughs> like just as Lucius has sat down. And then he just, oh, this is better, Ozma. And then like Ozma just gets up <laughs> and just beautifully. It's like and you know, he Saif just controlling Jazz's hands and playing this beautiful, wonderful kind of lilting melody. <laughs> uh, I go up without knowing that that's what happened, but I go up and I walk over to Jazz and I talk to the sword. Okay. And I say, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and I go back and sit down. <laughs> and Jazz, in your head, Saif says, you know, I think he's really starting to come around. <laughs> yes, he's, yes, yes, I, I think so too. I think we're going to get along swimmingly someday. It's going to be great. I look forward to it. <laughs> Still controlling your hands and playing the music. And so that goes on for a while. And uh, at this point, the the mood has completely shifted. Uh, you can see uh, there's now a lightness in the room. Everyone is laughing. Everyone is talking. Everyone is feeling so much better. It was almost like a, a weight. Yeah, spirits around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the weight hasn't been fully lifted, but it, it feels more like there's a much better support for the weight. And there, it, 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 it's almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <clears throat> it's, it, there's a, 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 not a complete relief, but some form of it. Uh, and, even even Des is kind of giggling and uh, kind of swaying back and forth to the music. She grabs uh, Katie, uh, locks arms with her, and they like, are rocking back and forth with her, uh, whether Katie wants her to or not, <laughs> to, the, to the rhythm of music. <laughs> and uh, Tris is even just like sitting back like trying to like not show that she's enjoying herself, but she's unable to like force the smile away from her face. You can see her actively trying not to smile, but failing terribly. And Idris has just like scooped up uh, Clara from her chair and they're kind of dancing, like swaying back and forth in place. Not really dancing, just kind of swaying to the music. And <clears throat> this goes on for another couple of hours, just, everyone kind of in this like renewed sense of camaraderie around the ridiculousness that is their lives right now. Right. <laughs> uh, and it eventually gets late enough to where, <clears throat> Ooh, excuse me. Ashara stands and the moment Ashara stands, everything goes quiet. Well, this has been quite a lovely and wonderful distraction. I think 
We have all sorely needed this tonight. We have been through a lot. And dare I say it, we will be through, we will go through more. But we will go through this together. Those of you, the last remnants of the circle, Undair is with you and shall stand with you. And uh, yes, I will uh, go to my rest. And I hope that uh, <coughs> in time, uh, once the spirit continues to no longer move you, you will also go and get some rest of your own. Uh, I imagine that tomorrow your journeys into uh, the Whispering Forest, the Whispering Woods, will be a, uh, an interesting one. So, <clears throat> I bid you good night. And uh, she takes like one last swig from her goblet of wine. And that will help me get to sleep. <coughs> <laughs> and she bows and then waves. And uh, walks off. I take a knee on the swig. And then uh, one by one, uh, Emrys and Valar, and then the Carreras. This little Carrera has now fallen asleep. His face is on the table. He's kind of drooling. <sighs> so big sister like takes him in her, her arms and, ah, you. <laughs> Good night, everyone. <laughs> and carries him off to bed. Uh Dez also rises uh, and bows to all of you, uh, clasps uh, Katie, clasps you on the arm, and it gives you like a good, like gentle, reassuring squeeze and a warm smile. And then she kind of walks off and goes to bed as well. Uh, Kevin, also now kind of in his cups. Uh, raises a glass. I'm going to go to my husband now and hopefully rest. And puts his glass down. I'll see you all in the morning. Rest well, everyone. And kind of half walks, half stumbles to the uh, room where Nala and Corinth are waiting, probably sleeping as well. <laughs> Which leaves the rest of you. Jazz is, has regained some control of his arms, but has stopped playing as his arms are now sore from being used the last couple of hours. Oh, is this what it is like to do a show? Jesus. And Saif uh, kind of whispers in Jazz's ear, maybe this will make you appreciate what your parents do just a bit more. Yes, yes. That was good. I should put more time into that. Yes, as they say, practice makes something. I can't remember the rest <laughs> of the phrase. Hmm. We do have to get to work on my project. <clears throat> He's talking oh, to save. Yes. 
that is true. We have a lot to do, and it is going to take us some time to finish that. Maybe we can bring some, uh, talk to your godfather and see if there might be some uh, parts you can take with you on the road that you might some be able to. Spare materials. Exactly. Maybe see if I can borrow some of his equipment, maybe commandeer a broom closet on the ship and yes. work, work there. I think that that's a capital idea. As, as for me, I am tired from possessing you. <laughs> I am go, going go. to go and, and rest myself. What rest <laughs> a discorporeal spirit can get living inside your brain. <laughs> go try to find a Go find a quiet place somewhere under the moor. No, I was actually. Pretty I cool. am living in your head. I don't know that there is a such a thing. It's a quiet place. Mm. <laughs> is it somewhere in hell? <laughs> no, from what I understand, Mister Lucius, hell is quite loud, <laughs> full of the screams of the damned and all of that. I think it's in Jazz's sense of self-preservation. It's real quiet over there. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Go, go, <laughs> look in, go there, or try cooking. Go there. Try cooking. Cooking might work. Cooking what might work. Your skill or lack of skill in cooking might be? All right, I guess. There may be some space there. Okay. Well, we shall certainly see. I'll do my best to try not to accidentally give you any weird dreams. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> He kind of just blinks out. Like his presence is still there, but it is very much silent now. Obviously, sleep. Yeah. Hmm. And Triss is kind of struggling to stay awake. Well, shits, I'm going to bed. I can't. I'm going to bed. She gets up. I love you all. And then flips all of you off, <laughs> and then wanders <laughs> off in her in her way. That's uh, Clara and Idris kind of wander off. Fauntleroy, uh, the their undead dog, just kind of <laughs> yeah. suddenly appears next to them. This tail kind of swishing. Um, give me just a second here. Oh, yeah, Lucius, with your passive perception, you t- completely notice this undead dog just, like, <laughs> randomly appearing next to Idris. <laughs> this group's going to give Lucius a heart attack, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Demonic possession, necromancers, undead dogs. Yeah, I'm I'm Sorry. the camp counselor with the <laughs> shitty kids. <laughs> and it's hilarious because in real life, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, guys, actually, here's how you should do this. You're the camp counselor from the Lumberjanes. Just like yes. completely stressed out all the time over this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... You we'll have a ghost dog? <laughs> Fuck me! A ghost dog? <laughs> he doesn't steam. <laughs> he's, he's very well preserved. He's 
<laughs> yes. It's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> frightfully well preserved. You yeah. have to understand. You have to understand. We, we keep we we keep we keep him we keep him good. He's fine. And Clara reaches down and like scratches be- behind like a, a torn ear. <laughs> yeah, and like you an see obvious. like Fauntleroy just stops. <laughs> kind of gives like a really happy whine at at them, and they wander off to. Uh, to the stairs going leading up to their rooms. Fauntleroy's got a big ass puppy grin. <laughs> <laughs> Likely he'll be sleeping on the bed at the foot of the bed tonight. Um so yeah, uh everyone kind of wanders off one by one to bed. And uh yeah, I think that's where we'll end the session tonight. <laughs> uh, nice. That makes that makes me feel Feel good. It's a feel good end to the session. Feel good, hopeful ending to the session. <laughs> After we had a, 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 the the we had an encounter with an evil uh, god possessing demon thing, and then came back to a destroyed city, and then had a had to fight for our lives, flying and flying away. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 PTSD we're working through right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's working through their shit because I mean, yeah, that's the one thing you haven't had time to do yet as fledgling agents is to work through all the shit you've seen. Well, it ended up being a little bit nicer for Jazz. You know, for Jazz, he got to save his parents. Turns out the sword wasn't a demon. It was, you know, he gets like real. He got reunited with the love of his life. And yeah, it was. It was all right for Jazz. I don't think Jazz is doing better than than most of us, minus like all the voices he <laughs> had. Well, yeah, there's all the voices. Isn't in it a demon, though? Isn't it? <laughs> it's 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 a, it's demonic. Uh, ish. I mean, ish. Idris is doing pretty okay too. Too. Yeah, but you know, just, doing I can okay. put ish on the end of a lot of things, and it <laughs> it's doesn't just not... mean that they aren't still that shit. Let's just say he's not from the higher planes. Okay. He's not necessarily evil either. He's, he's not, not a demon, from, but he's also like not not a demon. He's not not a demon, but he's also not a demon. <laughs> he's not bright and he's not a shining beacon of goodness. Now, no one is saying that. Like he's been made to do some terrible shit, and yes, it's affected him. <laughs> but is he evil? Is his nature in and of itself evil? Nah. <laughs> or even if he was evil, I think he's done. <laughs> Let's all hope so. Yes, under <laughs> your under your sage and wise guidance. <laughs> Will Saeed no, lead Jazz like, down the path of destruction? Like, out of character, I think it's fucking perfect. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> legitimately, I, I think it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like the unexpected, like, Holy shit! Yeah, let's deal with everybody's mental trauma right now. Cause yeah. fuck, that's what this turned into. Yeah, let's real quick. Deal with our mental trauma. Hey, but you know what? Uh, I'd just like to say, uh, welcome and thanks again. Oh yeah, thanks for playing, Katie. Oh, thank you. Thank you for like, having me. Legitimately, that was delightful having yeah. having another voice here. Yeah. Absolutely delightful. Hopefully you'll be able to join us in two weeks when we can actually get you all fighting something. Yeah. 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 We can do absolutely. Uh, and and 
frankly, uh, I, I will just say this sincerely for myself. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely playing the asshole uh, in this midst. And it was delightful having somebody who uh, came back at me. <laughs> That's usually Triss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, and I and I can't play Triss as an asshole as well as Triss can. So yes, having yeah. having Megan as Katie who can just like hit him right back is 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 wonderful. No, it's really delightful because really I'm I'm taking down a peg and you think he met his match. <laughs> I mean, from from my perspective, like she's genuinely confused. I'm like, wait, <laughs> what is happening? He's an imperialist, you know, just a little for the right people, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love when when you were bringing across your initial, uh, Luke, when you were bringing across your initial uh, inflections of what Lucius was going to be to the group, it was always with the vibe of, yes, he's an asshole, but he's <laughs> our <laughs> asshole. Like, yeah. He's an asshole with a heart of gold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, specifically, I was like, nah, he's an asshole, but I guess he's our asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And over the course of gaming, it's become like I'm playing somebody who's genuinely good. He's just an asshole. Um but that only came about because of like everyone I was playing with. Yeah. Well, because everyone else is like these morally gray weirdos. Well, and that's the funny thing is, is how much this stuff changes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I would have, I would have built and I would have played a completely different character. Uh, if I had known that there was going to be somebody else that was going to be uh, uh, the white knight, if you'll allow the phrase, um, within the group. But oh, yeah. there wasn't. There's no so like, clear any of that. <laughs> no. So it's like, okay, so I'm going to do that and be an asshole? Yeah. And that's, that's right. one of the things that I think Eberron allows for in such a really good way that like everything exists in shades of gray. I mean, yes, there are good forces out there and yes, there are absolutely evil forces out there, but in between all of that is so much gray that it's yeah. hard to really take account for any of the other shit. On the juxtaposition of somebody who has that, like, you know, absolute vision of what's right. And then is a dick. Like that's, <laughs> that's just a fun character. I just right? want to watch that character all day. And then also like freaking Ozma. Well, Ozma, I guess you kind of, I guess you kind of grew up poor. Jazz didn't grow up poor, but he, he, so his parents are also like, they're like professors of different areas of bardism and stuff. Yeah. Ethnomagicologist, uh, I believe was the term you used. Uh, yeah. Ethnomagicologist. <laughs> They specifically, you know, term. study uh, uh, ancient magical tradition. But uh, so he spent a lot of his, he, he was, I guess he was rich, but he was like the kid who had to live in like a third world country because his parents were doing a study. Yeah. His mom and his dad's always living there. 
and then Ash like lives in the woods completely subsistently, <laughs> and then like grand. Well, I guess Grandpa probably had a, a good life at some point. Yeah, he was uh, Idris or uh, Dacos was you know just this. I mean, well, we won't give it away right now because we're still recording. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It just had a very storied past and had some had some cool shit and had some terrible shit happen to him. Um, and Tris also kind of grew up kind of in a in a privileged life as well, but also had some shit of her own to deal with. Uh, so yeah, it, it's 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 definitely the story of it doesn't matter how rich you were, it doesn't matter how poor you were. Like everyone's got their shit that yeah. we're dealing with, uh, whether they've dealt with it already or they're in the process of dealing with it. Yeah. I mean, the theme um, of the theme of Agents of the Circle is dealing with your trauma in healthy and sometimes unhealthy ways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's also uh, twenty twenty. These phrases have no no relation to one another. No relevance whatsoever to our <laughs> real life. And, and let's just say that Lawrence was incredibly prescient uh, in framing these things along those forms. Because that certainly isn't immediately relevant. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, we don't. We don't. We don't have a, uh, a jackbooted regime <laughs> with mindless followers and 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 idiots bending to bending their knees to the whim of a ridiculous organization slash dictator. No, no, we're not doing any of that. No, <laughs> just crazy. This is a fantasy world. There's no inspiration from real life. No, never. <laughs> no. never. Never. It's magic. It's not real. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> magic. Hey, by the way, if you're looking for some nonsense to watch, mm. just because it's it's a nice, fun distraction. Yeah. I would suggest this legitimately. Restaurant at the end of the world. I've been hearing about that. Yeah, it's anime. It's one season. Uh. There is almost no connective tissue between episodes. Okay. And it's essentially just food porn, but not a harami. Okay. All right. All right. Restaurant at the end of the world. I'll check it out. It's kind of fun. I'm into it. And you just get to uh, watch every episode. Uh, people be exposed to like... This is Katsudan. Oh. <laughs> um, and you get a different dish every episode. And it's just kind of delightful as nice. something in the background. Nice. This something is nice an American like omelet. Oh. <laughs> Amazing. What is this? Yeah. I still need to finish Food Wars. That's that's a that's a thing. Yes. It's it's a less harem-y version of food wars. Well, I didn't even I wasn't even paying attention to the harem-y bits of food wars so much as every time someone ate something that was like ridiculous, so just even remotely delicious. Oh, yeah! It's it's the it's it's the exact same basic premise. Nice. 
um, just in terms of, oh, oh, we're a bunch of lizard people and we have a, a big competition to see which one of us can get omelets this year. And the one who wins getting omelets gets to eat one for himself and bring back <laughs> five for the rest of us. And then the one who wins by pure physical strength goes and eats an omelet. And then you have a lizard person being like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, those of you listening, uh, we will probably carry on this conversation, but you all don't have to listen to it. Uh, but what I do say you have to do that <laughs> you don't have to do it, but you have to do, you don't have to do it. Is check out agents of the circle on pretty basically anywhere where you can listen to podcasts. Uh, we're, 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 we're there and um, yeah we're, we're doing stuff and, and rolling dice and, and kicking ass and, and, and all that shit so until next time may the dice roll ever in your favor and for Pete's sake just be good to each other out there <laughs> it's bad enough just, just be decent love you all and catch you next time Hi there, this is Sphinx Akasha, and this is the Agents of the Circle podcast. If you'd like to hear more of what we're doing, the other episodes can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and may the dice roll ever in your favor.